pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. know it's coming and it's not going to be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you going to do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years and off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada, but it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says, your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So Go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT, and get ready because we're going to need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. 
We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. understand a figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand his clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed he took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low he said we fought a revolution to secure your liberty we wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the Solomon's they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? Then people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. It is the music of a people who will 
must be slaves again when the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums. There is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Will you join our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the duty of the people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a light around to summon tomorrow. for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
soldier The things we seem to think we think are really not that major There's problems in the world that we don't hardly understand Yeah, we bitch about them, talking about we got the massive plan Man, the problem is we don't really even love each other When we see a brother, we just really tolerate each other It's a cold world It's time to face the facts If we don't step up and make a stand, we gon' stay on our Without a poisonous agenda I don't trust the politicians Much as I don't trust the system Man, I used to think the country meant that united we stand Now we drop and stomp a flag As if it's only just a brand I ain't cool with that You cool with that Then we ain't the same And that's fact I'm a patriot and I'm proud as hell I'm a country boy and I know it well Right here we grind our ass off We say shit with our mask off If it don't sound right Then we're down to fight Cause we ain't never been one to be passed off And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, my much better beloved better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. I wish I could start this show out a little bit better, but Georgia, mm. really? For the second fucking time? Uh, no, All right, no, 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 no. No, stop. Stop. No. This is going to get dealt with right now. Okay. Well, don't put our names up there. No, I give a fuck. Right now, I give a flying fuck. All right? Look, Georgia, you sent us this bullshit. What Bryan County did. No, Georgia, you sent us this bullshit. Let me read it to you. A recent inspection of your property revealed that your property is in violation of the following Bryan County codes and or zoning ordinances. Number one, required action. Animals must be removed, relocated from the property. A citation, a citation will follow, a warning letter if the compliance is not met. Violation section 114-511. Farm animals not allowed in residential zoned, zoning districts. They're let coming me, after our chickens. Let me tell you something right now. Come here. 
Take him off my property. Good luck with that. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. I told you that earlier on the phone. That is a bold strategy. Go for it. I dare you. Show up here, try and take my chickens. Okay? Who are you? Who the fuck have we become that we decide what is good for one person and not another? Who the fuck are you to say what I'm doing for my family isn't good for them? Who? I'm, I, I don't sound like a fucking owl here, but who the fuck are you? Because if you think this is going to stop me, you have lost your fucking mind. The second I find out which fucking neighbor complained, I am going to fuck with you so hardcore, you're going to wish that you end your own life. I swear to God. That's how far I will go with this. There is no end to what I am capable of. You pissed off the wrong motherfucker. Y'all just triggered his PTSD and you're trying to take his emotional support animals away and that's not going to go well. You are, I, I will, I will do everything to support my animals, my wife and my family. You touch that, you fuck with that. I will step the fuck on your neck repeatedly in a very violent upward and downward motion with my foot. Hmm. I'm not joking. This is something sacred. You don't touch another man's land. Every man's land is his castle. You fuck with the castle, they will fucking rain hellfire down upon you. Period. That's what we learned from the revolution. Or we should have. Apparently, some bitches back here, over in that direction, don't feel that way. There's always a couple bad apples in every group, and we're figuring out who they to are. To the neighbors around us, I the ones that Vlin did something very accurate today. She went on her Facebook group or whatever the fuck she's in, in the neighborhood, and we posted this letter along with everything else, mm-hmm. and we've had nothing but resounding support from everyone in the neighborhood. People offering to help, people that have been through the same thing. Telling us how to get around it. How to, how to fix it. Everything else. I, what pisses me off is that you cunty motherfuckers, the two that bitched or complained, you two cunts, let me tell you about you two. You're the type of bitches that causes all the problems in neighborhoods. You're the two bitches that fucking can't fucking stand on your own two feet and you're scared of your own shadow. You're scared to talk to anybody who has a penis or who acts in an alpha way around them. Or who has a large dog. You're the type of bitches that make the rest of the women look bad. That's who you are. My message to you is this. Seek life elsewhere. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Sit in your little corner in the neighborhood and shut your fucking mouth. Because if if I get another one of these, I I I I, I oh. can't I can't tell you the level I will go to to ensure that I destroy every part of your life. Because I'm pretty sure I know the two houses that did it. Understand. 
Okay. Mick is a 100% disabled veteran with PTSD. And while going all natural and, you know, eating only natural food, non-processed food, all natural medications, that made a huge difference. Absolutely. But what made the biggest difference was the chickens. Mick goes out there. When he comes home from work, it's hysterical. When he comes home from work, they all rush his truck to see him. All of them. They rush his truck. Peanut butter used to jump right into his arms. I'm sorry, Pete. You but, killed peanut butter. I know. But there's others now. Uh, now I got I two mean, others that damn near jump already, in my arms, they're and they're both there. males. Yes. They're amazing. So um, they are his emotional support animals. His blood pressure is significantly better around the chickens. He's calmer around the chickens. If he's in a bad mood, he goes out and hangs out with the chickens. They are so relaxing. They are so good for his stress level. There is no way that we can get rid of them. And we're going to get the VA to back us up on that. And we're not going to get rid of them. No. Guess what? Fuck you. This is my, my, my warning letter. Fuck you. Watch this. Here. Here you go. Hold my beer. Hold it. No, I want you to hold it. No, stop. <laughs> Bitch, hold the beer. Mm-hmm. This, I, I, I'm dead serious. I, I, you have no idea. You have no idea to the level I will take this to. You want to play games? Bitch, you ain't never met nobody like me. Mm. Trust me. I will fucking... I, you're, you're raising my blood. I'm more pissed off about this than she is. Oh no! And I'm, she spends more time with the damn birds than I do. I'm so pissed. I was, I was so pissed. I was shaking first off, but I'm the type where, yes, I get mad, but I don't hold on to my anger because it doesn't do me any good. I start figuring out how to fix it. So even before some of the neighbors started reaching out to me saying, hey, talk to this person or, hey, you can do this or, you know, go this route or given this suggestion, which is amazing. And I welcome all of that. And I'm so appreciative. I can't even begin to tell y'all. But I was already in my head thinking, well, shit, Heather and I already started the farm, the 501c3, the Mama H's farm for a better tomorrow that we're looking for land for. But it's not about that. It's, I know. it's not about that. My point is this. And for all of you other fucking people who think you're hoity-toity and uppity, who are you to judge? Who are you to judge another person and how they take care of their family? Last time I checked, we're in America. The only way we get through this shit is if we stand united. Yeah, we can't stand united. We got some Karen who's bitching about a big dog. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Nobody fucking cares, you whore. Why do I have a big dog? Because of people like you. That's the reason I have a big dog. My dog is the most lovable creature on the face of this earth. But you're such a racist. Such a fucking ingrate. You can't even come out and introduce yourself to him. Why? Because he'll smell you out. He'll know you're fake. Faker than fuck. Fuck you. No, I'm going to keep my chickens. I'm going to keep my dogs. And I'm going to walk by your house every morning now. You have just picked a war. You have no idea what you just did. 
I will walk by your house every morning just to flip you off or I'll moon you or do some other stupid See, shit. The thing is, Lucid, it doesn't matter if we mow the lawn at 530 in the morning because the people that complained are not even within hearing distance of the roosters or the lawnmower. I know who complained. I know how far away they are. And when I'm walking the dogs, I listen to where I can't hear the crowing anymore. So I know where it stops. And those people are beyond that point. So it, there's no possible way Look, that the noise bothers them. And before I brought the We in, went to every I neighbor to every and one, told them. Everyone within hearing distance of the birds. And I specifically asked them first before I brought the hens in, hey, are you guys okay with chickens? I even, I asked about the guineas too. You guys good with guineas? Yeah. Everybody was fine. Before I brought the roosters, I again went to each one of them and said, hey, we keep losing birds between foxes and Annie and raccoons and whatnot. I need to get a rooster to protect the flock. You guys okay with that? And they were like, yeah, actually, we, we, we like the sound of the roosters. We're up anyway. I like to hear a rooster crowing. In fact, one of the neighbors down the street that lives across from one of the people that complained said, man, I wish that I could hear your rooster crowing because I miss that. The people behind us used to have a rooster and they got rid of it. Okay. So I, I'm just saying, if, if you're a human being, you're a person, you live on this earth with me. You mean to tell me you lack the sack, you lack the testicular fortitude to get your fucking fat ass up who can't grow your own food, refuses to get your own chickens. So you're pissed off with me because you're jealous. You're jealous because I got a leg up on you. And I'm doing my own shit for my own self. And you mean to tell me, no, you're not jealous. You're lazy. Just like the Jamaicans say, you can't eat. It's not because you can't grow food. It's because you're lazy. Mm -hmm. So you're lazy. And you're going to bitch about my chickens on my property. Okay, I, I got a game for you. It's a simple one. We play it in a fully automatic handgun. So you have to get a regular handgun. Mighty Patriot. Um, you you got to get one of these. They okay? were living here get first, one of these. we've been here almost two years now, and we've had the chickens for a year. And we, we can play roulette with it. Trust me. It does not reload. It doesn't. Trust me, it doesn't. We'll play re roulette with it. You're going first, though. Sorry. I'm not going first. You're going first. Here you go. I'm not playing that game. I'm done with this shit. I'm dead serious. This is some of the most chicken shit, childish shit I have ever seen my whole fucking entire life. It disgusts me that there's a person out there that considers themselves a man by sending a fucking letter like this. That disgusts me. Hmm. That is absolutely gross. What the... What type of man are you? You got a vagina, don't you? You got to call in bitch to the county instead you, of coming and knocking on our door. You can't come and knock on the door and have a conversation with us about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe you know you'd be met with guns. That's probably a good point. Mm -hmm. But you can't stop me at the end of my driveway. Hmm. Bull move, Cotton. Bull move. We'll see how that works out for you because I swear to God, you're fucking done. You don't realize it yet. You're going to move away. You just don't realize it yet. It's coming. I'm not stopping. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell her to go get some more chickens. Just to be a fucking asshole. Just to be the biggest asshole I can be 
we're going to raise a whole fucking herd. There'll be so many fucking chickens when I stick my phone up behind me and they're following me from my truck to my front door. There'll be a flock of chickens. You can't even see the ground. Let's put it that way. That's what I'm going for. Fuck you. Watch this. Hold my beer. So, um, yeah. Actually, my plan was kind kind of kind of along that line, but yeah, since we're going to register the uh the farm here, we're going to raise fi- so many the, birds, the it's going to be ridiculous. And I'm going to I'm going to get a business license and get it permitted as an animal rescue. I'm going to try and not piss off the neighbors, but the close ones that actually like us, I'm going to keep those ones very calm with us, mm-hmm. but everybody, oh man, I'm going to start standing out there in the morning and letting the ducks cross the road with a stop sign. It's a duck crossing. <laughs> and I'm going to stop all traffic. I was thinking about putting up a duck and geese crossing sign on the road. <sighs> yep. So, you know, good stuff. No, that gator's God done. That, I haven't seen the gator in so long. Um, I think the female. There's, there's a little one. The, the female. across the pond. It came right up the other day. The it's like female sleeping. figured out that we don't fuck around and we've killed her 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 stock so uh she stopped laying eggs around here i noticed that because her normal nest is gone so she left i'm thinking it's because the there was about it was about five weeks ago uh i saw her head in our water and i took Mm. a shot at her and Mm. uh i i think i hit her i think i got her um either she's dead or she was wounded enough that she's she not even fucking around with this area anymore. That'd be nice. That would be really good. But I did. We we've got we've got the gator under control. Let's put it that way. The ducks don't care though. They still won't go in the pond. Yeah, they're they're fucking yeah. They're fucked up. So. Anyway. Oh. I, I'm just letting you know for all of you folks. I I know you, it's not you guys. I'm sorry you guys had to deal with that. My bad. Um, I I just dude I I. This shit is, it pisses me off, makes me angry. Um, I know it pisses you guys off. Um, but do, where else are we going to talk about this? How many other people have the same problem? I mean, I've, all I've heard about today is so many other neighbors that have called us for the same problem. Wait a minute. When did we become such a bunch of pussies that we're bitching about some people raising chickens in their backyard? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, that was considered accepted. Yeah encouraged what what the fuck is wrong with us seriously you know what i want all of you to do i want every single one of you fuckers go get a goddamn fucking chicken put it in your backyard start growing your own fucking chickens start doing your own thing start raising your own flocks do it you want to know why because all these karens are going to show their fucking faces and we'll be that'll just be that much easier when the day comes Mm -hmm. just saying because I tell you what, I used to be going to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue when the day came. Not anymore. Now I'm going down the street first because I'm going to clear out some other houses first. And then I'll go to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And then we can talk about that. Hmm. That'll be at a later date and time. I, I probably will be setting up a, uh, just to let you all know, just as a heads up, because I'm sure they're going to fine us and I'm sure they're... We're going to have to go to court and we're going to have to do go register them as animal, as service animals, emotional support animals, whatever. So I'm, I am going to be setting up a give, send, go to save the flock. So uh, if anyone wants to help, I will let you all know um, 
on Monday. I'll have that up by Monday. Well, no, we're not going to set anything up until we get a fine. Mm-hmm. So nothing's going to be set up before that. We're not setting shit up till we get a fine. Mm-hmm. If they fine us, we'll see how much balls they've got because they got to come and hand me the fine. Mm-hmm. They've got to come. That means, no, 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 you're not listening. They have to come on my property, mm-hmm. which means they have to be give, given permission before they come on my property. You don't think they're just going to send us a letter? No. Nope, nope, not for a fine. So, they're going to have a sheriff's deputy show up. Jason, here's the one that lives down the street whose dog goes on walks with us unleashed all the time. I said the one that lives down the street whose dog goes on walks unleashed with us all Who? the time. The sheriff deputy. No, that's that's actually Liam's school resource officer. Oh, that's right. Okay. Liam knows it. I know he does. He doesn't bitch about our animals. I know he, doesn't. he doesn't bitch about our dogs. I know he doesn't. He loves our dogs. Our dogs love him. So, Jason, what's our plan? Well, here's our plan. First off, um, we are going to get the chickens registered as emotional support animals um, for Mick because they are his emotional support animals. And they're going to become my emotional. Yeah, um, where we are going to go see his uh, his doctor at the VA and uh, get a note from him as well. Um, You know, we're going to talk to them We're we'll see, you know, what we can do. And um, they the, the thing is with our land. So here in the county, if you have more than an acre, you can have chickens. Okay. well, we have. 2.85 2.85 acres but it's split into two lots and the lot that the house sits on is 0.85 acres the lot next to it is two acres it's it was sold to us as one property we actually didn't even know until we got a letter from the county like last december saying that we hadn't paid the property taxes and we're like what the fuck it goes through our mortgage what are you talking about well because one of the original deals i had worked out was if you combine the two lots Correct. I'll buy the property. They were supposed to combine the lots. They so were they supposed to combine the, the, the lots at the assessor's level, yeah. not at our level. So the tax assessor, when we the tax assessor city limits. comes here and looks at my property, it's supposed to look as one piece of land. Yep. But they that was the whole point. They didn't register it. They didn't see it as that. They saw it as 0.85 acres. And so right off the bat, they were like, nope, you can't have chickens under any circumstances. No, bitch. We have 2.85 acres. And yes, we can. So it's going to be a fight. We are outside city limits. We are not in an HOA. We are an unincorporated part of the county. That's the fucked up part. That is the fucked up part. So, um, yeah. So where I, 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 I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not, I'm not joking about this. Mm-hmm. This is a direct assault on our liberty, on so, anybody's liberty. I, gonna... I don't care if you, if you're not living here right now and you've had the same problem. If you've had the same problem, that is a direct assault on your liberty. Who are you to judge us and the way we take care of our families? Who? Last time I checked, you're not God and you ain't Jesus. So who the fuck are you to tell me how I'm supposed to take care of my family? And for anybody out there suffering this indignation, who the fuck are you to be judging these people who are taking care of their families the way they see fit? I was telling her earlier, imagine we get a Republican magistrate in this, in this instance. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, why do you have the chickens? They're for my food and they calm me down. Do you sell your eggs? No, I give them away. If we have extra. If we have extra, which we've done many a time. And yes, Mm -hmm. we do sell some of them, but most of them we give away. Oh, case dismissed. Mm -hmm. I I can see that happening. But this is, 
the fact that we're even going to court over this, you couldn't go. Hey neighbor, hey neighbor, got a question for you. The chicken run is on the other, the other side. It's on the other land technically because the, the end of the, the edge of the garden there is the edge of the, the housing, the house lot. Actually, the house lot ends at the edge of the sewer yeah. field. So, so the septic field right yeah, there at yeah, the edge, yeah. right where that okay. gate starts. So the chickens are already on the two acres that are separate, not on this one. Yeah, they're not on so this one at all. So I'm debating, and I'm going to have to, I'll have to, you know, look at both routes and see how it works out. But um, if we can register that the side yard is what we call it, the two acres, as the Mama H's farm, then we'll also get tax exemption for it. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, then I'll, I'll turn it into a fucking bird sanctuary and they can all go fuck off. Then we can buy up to like 200 birds. Something like that. We can have like 200 birds there. <laughs> if it's a sanctuary, we can have like 200 birds there. Yep. I just can't mow it. Okay. 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 Less for you to mow. <laughs> Done. We'll, we'll put up a bigger, we'll put up a fence over there and, um, like, we'll put up a livestock fence and that's it. Done. So. There's a couple different options. Uh, I'm going to sit down with my mom and Heather on Monday and because my mom's fucking brilliant. And I know that she's an even better, you know, you give my mom a she's problem. a more devious mind. You give my mom a problem and she will find a solution. There's a way to work this out. So uh, I'm just not going to put up with it. I'm not going to put up with nosy neighbors. I'm not going to put up with shitty neighbors that are mm-hmm. fucking acting like a bunch of cucks. You want to be a cuck? Come on down here. Let's talk. I will have a, we'll have a, we'll have a conversation, but I I'm telling you right now, if your house is on fire, I'm going to piss right next to it. I'm not going to come in and save you. I'm not going to help you understand at this point, your existence, See, your existence to me is now nothing. The thing, you no longer exist. The thing that blows me away is the people that have a problem with the birds, with the chickens, with the dogs, right? They're liberal. Well, those are, I mean, those are the people that literally, they don't get it, A. But when the shit hits the fan, and y'all, it is about to hit the fan, because I remembered what August 23rd was, by the way. When the shit's about to hit the fan, when the shit does hit the fan, they are going to be so entirely fucked because they have absolutely no idea what's coming. They're going to, they're not going to understand why they can't access their money in their bank accounts, why their bank's been shuttered why um, there's no food in the grocery store, why gas is $100 a gallon, they're not going to understand. And they're going to be hungry. And you know who's going to have food? We are. We patriots. And you know what I'm going to do? Raising our own chickens. I'm going to do this right here. Food. And it's going to get worse as it gets closer. And I'll be like, fuck you. No, fuck you. That's what you get. Um... No, it's not. It's not a I, a Ben. I I I know who it is. So, um, anyway. So, but the August the August twenty second thing that I remembered because remember I had heard that Bricks was going to be announced November now. So they put off the actual like full blown announcement of Bricks because more countries keep joining. However, they are releasing the details of their gold-backed currency on August 22nd, which is going to hit our markets August 23rd. Okay, here's the details of their currency. And some people think, well, 
it it won't make a difference to us because gold is valued in the dollar. No, no, no. BRICS is not valuing gold in the dollar. BRICS will be valuing their currency by gram of gold. Okay. Not by, you know, how many ounces of gold equates to how many, whatever, an ounce of gold is, you know, what, however many rubles are done. No, 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 no. Their unit of currency will be backed per gram of gold. So it won't matter how much gold costs in the U.S. or in the EU or wherever in the countries that are not part of BRICS because it is going to be backed by actual physical grams of gold. It will be valued in grams of gold. Which is what our economy was originally founded on. So August 23rd. The U.S. dollar used to be Is going to tank. Off of grams of gold. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we already talked about that, though. But no, but I had no. I well, I didn't talk about the details of how the currency was going to be valued. Oh yeah, well. Um, I just heard that it was going to be announced August twenty second. Well, it's the details that are announced August twenty second. It actually goes online um, in November. And this is the the smart dollar or the electrical dollar. The the, the CBDC. CBDC. CBDC um, is supposedly getting rolled out. <laughs> I mean, it was supposed to be rolled out like. Because they're basing that ago. off of a gram of gold, too. Mm. Or a quarter gram of gold. No, or they're not. Like they're basing CBDCs off of the U.S. dollar. Really? Yes. BRICS is. Oh, no, no, no. BRICS isn't doing a CBDC. BRICS will have... Um, yeah, China's oh, yeah, yeah, rolling yeah, out yeah. The, the yuan, Correct. and the yuan is based yes, off of yes, gold. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I thought you were talking about our CBDC. No. Okay, yeah, no, the... the BRICS is rolling out the yes, wand. The, the wand CBDC. is going to be backed up by yes. dust. Grams of gold. It's like dust yep. of gold. It's yep. not even gold. Yep. It's like dust of gold. It's like ground-up gold that yeah. you got. Yep. Um. So, uh, yeah, good luck with that. So I'm honestly not too worried about the whole county thing because, I mean, sure, obviously, we're going to keep our chickens and we're going to fight it and, you know, we're going to do whatever we have to do. But I feel like this is just a petty distraction and so much bigger shit is going to hit the fan before that ever comes to fruition that I'm not really worried about it. You want to know why she's not worried, folks? Because my husband is a 100% disabled veteran with PTSD and these are his emotional support animals and try and take them away from him. It won't go well for you. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ, Max. Are you okay? Are you okay? You okay, girl? Do you like roll over her tail or something? I think so. Come here, girl. Come here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Yikes. That was Maxie screaming because she decided to place her ass right under Max's chair. So, yeah, this is why I'm not worried. Mm Because without one, you got two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... This is why I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. This is why you all shouldn't be worried. Mm-hmm. Anywho. So. Moving right along. Anyway. We got a bunch of shit we got to cover we tonight. Do. And, and a lot of it's old, but we got to get to it, so we might as well get to it at some point. Well, actually, I want to start with something that I found today. Is more recent. Well, yeah, it came out today. And I know you've all have heard the song, but it's the reactions. Oh, yeah. This that, is a good one. This is a good one. That, you guys yeah. will like this. Um, because it's so true, you know, I'm going to just let you watch. Yeah, it is. This is good. You guys will like this. 
I've been selling. Any day, babe. I know, but you know, I'm going to back it up and I want it to go full. I don't want anyone to miss any of it. So here we go. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Can rock the rich men know the rich men, Lord knows it all. Just wanna have total control. Wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit, oh. and it's tax to no end. Okay. that this morning I cried I cried 
along with those grown men that were crying because that song moved them to tears because it spoke to them. Mm -hmm. It speaks to them every time you hear it, every single time. It doesn't matter what color you are, what religion, what sexuality. It doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's about we the people. When... When those rich men north of Richmond figure out That's what really we're starting to figure out, that it's it's not about Democrat versus Republican. It's not about black versus white. It's not about green versus yellow. Or it's Catholic not about, versus Jew. Any of that. It's not about any of that. It is it's we all, the people. All about us against the government. Like, like the biggest thing that the, the forefathers set up for us, one of the biggest things, I think, at least in my opinion, when you look at the way our constitution was derived and the way the declaration was set out in front of us, one of the biggest things our government or our forefathers set up for us was the way that we can, we can, we have a right, not just a right, but we have a will within the people to stand up and say, no, no, this isn't what we voted for. This is not what we agree with. And right now, our government is going in a direction that none of us agree with. Black, white, blue, brown, it doesn't matter what fucking color you are. Nobody agrees with this trans shit. Nobody agrees with all of this sexual sexualizing of kids. Nobody. It doesn't matter what side of the curtain you stand on. You can be a black guy. You completely agree with me that you do not agree with this going on to the kids right now. Nobody does. But yet, we all let it happen. Because what are we worried about? What are we scared of? Come your, on, Mary. Your no. neighbor down the street complaining to the county? You're, you're worried about Fuck being em. canceled? Fuck them. That's how we deal with it. How do we come together? Fuck you. Oh, your house is on fucker, fire? Fuck you. Pay me. Don't you remember fucking... Uh, what the mattresses? Yeah, that was the other mob movie. I was going to The uh, Godfather, but yeah, yeah, I was going with Goodfellas. Mm. Fuck you, pay me. No, I don't give a shit. Y'all don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. Fuck this shit. It's high time that we stop start hitting them where it hurts. We did it in Bud Light. Bud Light, shit. The old people that used to own Bud Light are trying to bud, buy Bud Light back yeah. so they can save the brand. The Anheuser Busch, the heir to Anheuser Busch, is trying to buy Bud Light, the Bud Light brand, back Holy from shit. the European company that they sold it to. Why is Target still in business? That's my question. Um, why are we still dealing with Target? Target why do Target Why do just, I have to go down and deal with their garage Target, stores? Target just released like a their quarterly numbers were way down, really bad. Good, really bad. Fuck Target. Yeah. Fuck them. What's next? Who's the next one that's pissed us off? Um, there was another one just just the other day. Disney came out with the. Uh, yeah, they're coming no, out with the black no, Cinderella no, was, shit. Was, was, no, no midgets either, which is weird. Else. Even the the small people were pissed off about it. They were like, "Wait a minute, that's our one claim to fame." Hmm. The little people, they were like, "You're going to do a live production of Cinder of Snow, of Snow White. White with no dwarfs." Yep. The one place that we should be cast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bold move, Cotton. Bold move, Disney. Mm -hmm. Disney's about fucked. Best Buy. Best Buy. That Best was Buy. It. Thank you, Leo. I knew it was one. There's Best another Buy. one. 
Don't mm-hmm. Buy should be the name of the company. Yep. But whatever. They say it's Best Buy. I'll call it Don't Buy. Because you shouldn't. Well, you, you brought up uh, the war on our children, the transgenderism and the whole... You yes, know, some someone said that someone made a comment, and actually, I think you told me about this, babe. That uh, someone said that Oliver Anthony's song "Richmond, North of Richmond" was the start of the revolution. No, I don't think that. But um, hold, hold on, hold, hold on. on. But let me, when, no, when, let me finish. Let me, let me let tell me the story though call, about Oliver Oliver Anthony. Let me finish. Anthony, let me finish. Because let me I think finish. that's important. Okay. I think a lot of people need to hear that. At first, when I first heard that, I was like. No, it's maybe the start of the cultural or, you know, the changing the tide, turning the tide in the cultural revolution, but it's not the start of the real revolution. No. And yet, watching that clip, watching all those people's reactions. You could see it. I think that might be right. Yeah. I uh, Think about how quickly this dude, I mean, he jumped to number one in 48 hours on all the charts. He's nobody from nowhere. He literally is. Hold on. Let me tell you a little Please something, do, something about wanted, his background. I just set it up for you. His background, he's broke. Folks, he lives in a shack in North Carolina. He lost everything. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get a job. His family left. The The way he, he the way that he recorded that song, a buddy of his bought him a microphone, a mic stand, and a camera, or he used his cell phone for a camera. And they recorded the song where his, his little hut is. So in the last couple of weeks here, since that song came out, he's made about, I don't know, $3 million roughly, I think is what where he's at. You know what he did with that money? He still lives in a hut, by the way, out in the woods in North Carolina. The guy that bought him the microphone, the camera, and the fucking... The computer. And the computer mm-hmm. or whatever they used to get it online. He bought him a house because the guy was homeless too. It was his last like 500 bucks. So you can judge this guy all you want. But this dude has got a pure heart. Yeah. He and I, in, he I tell you what, camper. I tell you what, that dude is amazing. Yep. And I, I, I support him. I will, I'll bring him on here and. We talk to him. I, I would be happy to have him on here. I would uh, be honored, mm-hmm. honored, honored for him to play a song for y'all. Just for you all. I'm working on it. He's getting a lot of requests right now. I'm working on it. I know he it. is. Um, but this guy has an excellent point about why they're pushing transgenderism so hard in our society right now. I'm dying to hear this. I want really. you to think about it. As I wait for it to come up, here we go. Well, that's not too bad. Why do the pedophiles care about lesbians, bisexuals, homosexuals, and transgenders? If I am a pedophile, I don't want to go to jail. I'm a celebrity. I'm famous. Ritualistic sex is what we do with kids. It's part of our demonic culture. I want pedophilia to become normal. I want it stricken from the criminal code altogether. I'm going to push LGBTQ because if a child is old enough to decide, I never want to have children. Take my testicles, take my ovaries. If an 8, 9, 10, 11 year old child is old enough to make those three decisions, 
how can you argue that they're not old enough to decide to have sex? The argument of the pedophile is going to be backed up by this LGBT crusade against our children because in their sick minds, they are rationalizing the argument before the courts. If he's old enough to say, I don't want my testicles, if she's old enough to say, I never want to have children, if he's old enough to say, I want to live my life as a girl, if she's old enough to say, I want to live a life as a boy and I don't care about having kids and she can say this at 12, is she not also old enough to decide when she's ready to have sex? That is going to be the argument that the pedophiles are going to take into court. LGBTQ is the mask the pedophile movement wears to get their agenda pushed. Okay. It's true. It is. 100%. Ain't lying. That's why LGB has generally separated from the rest of the alphabet. Well, I'm glad. Because it was about time. Yes. It was about time that they stopped supporting that bullshit. Because, like, for instance, we we know your cousin. Yeah. He doesn't support that shit. No, not at all. He is all against that. Absolutely. And he's gay. Yep. And I have no problem with him. Nope. Because, you know what? If there's one dude I trust with my kids around him, it'd be him. Yeah. It's actually, it's funny. For a long time... We uh, we thought Connor might be gay, and I or I had this niggling suspicion, and I realized it's just because he reminds me so much of my cousin who's gay, with his how he thinks, um, engineering minded, and sometimes he looks a lot like him too. Sometimes when he just his mannerisms or like the shape of his face, or he like turns his head, and I'm like, damn, that's Chris, right? Because um, we all look alike in my family, so. Uh, yeah, Connor's not gay, but he does play that card pretty well. It gets him a lot of girls. That child has more girlfriends now that he's going to a school that has girls in it. They are lined up around the freaking block. It's ridiculous. It, it's what happens when you you you, you create a dip, deep thinker. He's he's got some deep thoughts for that little shit. I give him that. So does a little one. And he, but he's re still retarded. I well, mean, he still doesn't have life experience. That's the only problem. I mean, problem. he's sixteen. Of course, he's retarded. I mean, so. he just doesn't have life experience is the biggest problem. You know, you know how it is, guys. We we get there by doing shit wrong. Mm -hmm. We do everything wrong first. That's how we figure out how to do it right. Mm -hmm. You all know you, you've been there. You've done it. You've been with me. We've been on jobs before. You know what it's like. You've fucked up before. Everybody's fucked up. It's the people and how they act when they fuck up. That's my judge of character. Because when you fuck up, if you make, you, you know, you kind of like, okay, yeah, I fucked up. You know, you say that, you're like, yeah, I fucked up. And then you go on and you fix it. As far as I'm concerned, you kind of fucked up, but you really didn't fuck up. Because you were man enough to understand that you did fuck up, you realized you fucked up, and then you fixed it. Yeah. My problem is these kids today, a lot of the kids today, and you can argue with me all day long about this. We can go round for round for it. I've dealt with these fuck sticks today. <laughs> when they fuck up, they don't feel like they fucked up. They feel like you have failed them. 
And I looked at, I, I looked at this guy. We had this guy in this job the other day. It was really funny. New guy. We're, we're just testing the waters with. God, look at Sparky's last comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's scissoring no Elton John. No wonder he bags the Antichrist to be lean. You think he's scissoring to Elton John. <laughs> That's funny, oh, Anyway, wow. we had this kid on this job the other day. We're running him through. We're, everybody always, oh, give, him to, give him to Mick. He'll, he'll make sure he either quits or he never, never works here again. And uh, yeah, it's true because I'm a hard, I, I'm a hard dude to work with. Mm -hmm. Look, you either keep up with me at my pace. If you don't keep up with me at my pace, then fuck you because I'm going to step all over you and I'm going to make it hurt. This is not a job for that. Look, you either keep up or you don't. You either, if you're coming to me at that point, you either know what you're doing or you don't because I'm not going to wait for you. I'm just going to do the job and you're going to get stepped on doing it. So we had this kid, he said he knew what he was doing, but they never know what they're doing. But anyway, anyway, so we're at this job and um, it was the third time that I bumped into him. And I finally said, okay, look, this is how this job is going to work from now on. He said, how's that? I said, you're going to stand outside. He said, why? I said, all you're going to do is make sure that the panels don't fall out. He said, okay. The reason that I had him stand outside because I didn't want him inside. And if you have ever built a garage door before, you build the garage door from the inside. The panels literally can't fall out. Gerby, you know as well as I do that the panels can't fall out, bro. I showed you panels can't fall out. Mm -hmm. Okay. What did I just do to this dude? You made him, you, you actually separated him from me. For the rest of the job. And you forced him to admit that he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. Exactly. Without getting, without telling him he had no idea what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. Because if he actually knew what he was doing, you telling him to go stand outside to make sure the panels won't fall out, he would have been like, are you kidding me right now? The, the panels aren't physically capable of falling out. Not only that. Tell me what to do. When I go back to my boss and I tell my boss, hey, he's not going to work out. And he asks me why. I tell him that I had him stand outside the garage to make sure that the panels don't fall out. That automatically tells him, yep, he's not going to work out here. <laughs> you have a good day, sir. Mick's not easy to work with. No, but neither am I, honestly. I, but. I, I'm a dick, but I'm a I'm a dick in a good way. I mean, I yep. I'm gonna weed out the bullshit. Yep. It might you might you might clear every other employee in this company. But when you finally get to me, it is I'm the final boss. You've got to beat me. If you can pull the wool over my eyes, you are fucking really good. Uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times when I was working in the hotels that I'd be on my hands and knees, scrubbing a bathroom floor with bleach, getting into the grout, right? Or, uh, you know, doing some, having my hand in a fucking closet wall full of mold. This is why I was sick all the time, by the way. Um, whatever nasty job I was doing. And a guest would come and bitch about something or other. They had to complain about something or other. And I would say to them, and they would think that I was just some, you know, just some housekeeper living in a double wide making 12 bucks an hour right and uh they were surprised i spoke english except that i'm blonde um because i was you know doing physical labor and they'd be like i want to talk to a manager blah, 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 blah. okay i will get you know what i will get the director of operations for you 
She'll meet you down in the lobby in five minutes. And they would take the elevator and I would take the stairs and I'd stop by my office and I'd throw on a jacket and I'd stand up in front of them and I'd be like, now what can I help you with? Because they never expected someone in a position of authority to actually be doing something. When did we get to the point where people stopped working? Like actually physically work. I will never ask when I, and I ran hotels for years. I would never ask anybody to do anything that I was not willing to do myself. I didn't care what it was. And where'd you get that from? My mother. Well, you got it from her, <laughs> but you got it from me too. You and my mother are very because much I, I've said the same thing. I will never ask anybody to, else to do what I myself can't do. Yeah. No, no, nope, nope, that's not happening. Now, if someone knew, if someone came in and knew how to do something that I didn't know how to do, I would ask them to teach me. I didn't care what it was. I didn't know jack about engineering. I was the director of operations. I was in charge of housekeeping, engineering, the front desk, accounting. The only thing I wasn't in charge of was sales, and I had a peripheral role to that, and food and beverage, which I had nothing to do with, except I would bust tables when they were busy because it needed to get done. Um, and the restaurant was right next to my front desk, but I didn't know shit about engineering. So I'd come across a problem. I'd call my dad cause he's an engineer or I'd call Mick cause he knows how to fix shit or, you know, figure out how to do it. Um, cause my chief engineer was generally worthless or I would call the assistant chief engineer who um, was really good was because freaking amazing. he was a fucking dude he, that I knew in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yep. Um, but if someone came in and knew how to do something that I didn't know how to do I'd be like teach me please teach me you know I'd interview someone to be an engineer and they would have HVAC, HVAC experience right uh, awesome show me how to take an, an air conditioning unit apart figure out what's wrong with it and put it back together and they'd be like is this a test no I want you to teach me like yeah it's a test for me not for you I don't know I need to know how when did we when did we get away from that like i don't understand i hate to bring this back around and i know i threw it and i gotta go get it but i want to bring the document back because one of the things that really pissed me off when you were talking to that lady mm -hmm. one of the, no don't worry about it you're fine one of the things that really pissed me off is she said well ma'am all we do is we look at what we have in our paper okay I was an investigator, folks. Listen, I was brought shit about people all the fucking time. And I'm pretty sure 50, 60% of the time, the shit I was given because of what I did when I was, I was working in counter counterintelligence. Um, one of the things I think the reason was is jealousy 90% of the time. And about 10% of the time, it was truth. Because as a counterintelligence agent, they told me when I graduated the school, they told me I would probably work, if I'm lucky, in what short time I had left in the Army at that time. Um, they, would be, they told me I'd be lucky if I worked one real case. In that time, from the time they told me that, I worked four real cases, two of which were brought to prosecution, okay? Which meant for two years that I was doing the secret, secret squirrel shit when I was with Delta behind the fence, 
That meant two years I had to fly back out of certain countries to go to court, mm-hmm. to be in court, to say, hey, ooh, no, ooh, no, no, that's wrong. That's not what I found. What I found was this, this, and this. And 90% of the times that I was in court, I looked just like this, beard and all. And I didn't even know he was home. He didn't get to come home. He had to fly immediately back into country. Because immediately it was going right back overseas. Mm -hmm. I was home for about an hour. Yeah. Two hours. One of them, I was home for a grand total of four hours. Do you know how much of your money was spent on my travel for that? For four hours in court. For four hours in court. (sighs) Folks, the taxpayers spent a little over $300,000 just for that flight round trip to where I had to return to because it wasn't where I was going back to. And I had a lot of baggage because I had a lot of shit I had to take with me. I, I can't imagine if you guys saw our budget. I saw our budget three times. When I saw what my team had to spend, I said uh, small armies have been started with the same amount of money. You are a small army. No, no, I'm dead serious. <laughs> small armies have been spent like what we had to get rid of. And I, I'm being dead serious with you all. Y'all don't realize this is not my money. This is the problem I have with my old job. This is not my money. That's your money. And I realized that. And I have a guilty fucking heart about it. Because it was spent without your knowledge. You have no idea what you have paid for. You guys literally have no idea what you have paid for. What your tax dollars have gone to. There are no more tax dollars. If I could show you what the government spends on any given day on any given contract. When I, it, unfortunately it was until about six years after my time at the school that I was introduced to government contracting. When I found out about government contracting and I saw the basically OTA contracts, what I call the land lease agreement from 1835, because when I apply it to something I know, something I know really, really well, I know the Constitution, I know American history backwards and forwards. I know the Land Lease Act, I know the Land Lease Deal, I know all of that. I know how all that shit worked out and panned out and how that worked out for everybody else in, in America, specifically in America. And all the way up to the revolution and then past that in the civil war, what happened to that land lease act after how many people have ever researched that you want to blow your own fucking mind, go look up the land lease act of 1835, find out where that land lease act went after the civil war. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you realize what happened in that one date and how that separates everything from today. 
Lincoln was the first one. And, and this is now, I think, confirmed. I'm not sure, but I got to double check. I think it's confirmed now, though. Lincoln was the first one to incorporate America. America has been incorporated a grand total of four times now, from what I can tell. Why do you start incorporation after incorporation after incorporation? Because you're broke. Or you're doing something illegal, mm-hmm. trying to hide shit. I can't wait till the rest of this gets confirmed. We figure all of, because this land lease act, what does it go towards? First of all, do you realize everybody west of the Mississippi was never supposed to pay taxes? Oh, shit. What? Yes, the Land Lease Act of 1835 said anybody west, ever found west of the Mississippi River shall never pay state taxes or any tax, period. (sighs) You want to know why the Indians fought back against us when we moved west? Because when the Land Lease Act in 1835 was signed, it was signed saying, look, you're never going to pay taxes. You're never going to be incorporated by the United States of America. Only everything east of the Mississippi will be. Oh, wait a minute. Holy shit, that changes everything. So wait a minute, the Sioux Revolution... That took place in, uh, was that 19, 1904, 1902? The Sioux Revolution? Mm. Or was it 1889? 1889? Or 1898? I don't know. 1898. I think it was 1898. It was the Sioux Revolution. Not more than 30 years before. And we walked in as a nation and destroyed the people. Mm-hmm. We actually obliterated them from the face of the earth. Hmm. What does that make us? That changes everything about America. America is no longer America at that point. That movement West was more about occupation, not about discovery. That changes everything from what we know. If Lewis and Clark were actually not about discovery, instead about occupation, mm-hmm. does that not change how we feel about America? Of course we were about occupation from the very beginning. Hmm. Just saying. Yep. Well, um... Yeah, we're off the rails. We're completely off the rails. That's okay. We didn't make it to off the rails last night. So I was gonna we're go going off the rails, rails now. tonight. Fuck All right. Um, check this one out, y'all. There's a. I'll tell you what. I, I think we mentioned this maybe two weeks ago, but your brother, who is looking to get out of being a cop after what twenty years. Yes. Right. He's up in Michigan. Yes. He's like, fuck it. I'm gonna go sell real estate, he even just in got this his market. Back to New York. He just got it. Good. Um, Well, the cops, uh, just in case you didn't know, New York cops won the suit. All the ones that were fired because of the COVID standard mm -hmm. or the ones that were let go during the COVID standard when they 
the union fought to get their what they paid out in the pension back. So he just got his pension back. He just got what he had paid in plus what the city was matching. And he just got all that back, which is outstanding because it, he had his old house for a very long time and he paid a lot of money into his old house and it didn't sell for a very long time. And when he finally sold it, he actually lost money on the deal. Yeah. This kind of backed him up to where he was back then, but it doesn't equate to where he is today. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because like right now they're so far behind it. It kind of doesn't matter. It's like a, everyone else. Everybody is. Everybody Every, is. He's in the same boat we're all in. I mean. Same thing. No different. You know, it's. Now that I'm back on Facebook, although I'm really regretting it. I um, hate it. I know. Um, although I have made some friends already, so that's good. But uh, I'm in this uh, homesteading moms or stay-at-home moms group. Okay. And I, I didn't realize, like, it was suggested for me. And I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe whatever. And, uh, man, you know, reading some of these posts and it's a lot of young kids, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. A lot of young kids. And they're, you know, they're like, how, how are you surviving? Like they just asked, they're like, how, how do you survive? What do you do? I don't know what to tell you. Hey, that's Throw your own food. No, no, no. What, what are you doing? What are you talking about? These are people you can actually help. No, I know. Like, you no, know, literally you could so sell freedom gardens on Saturday and say, come watch. You want to know what to do? Come watch Saturday. Mm -hmm. Cause these are the people that we got to get to. We, we have to break through this barrier that they set because I look at when I, I look at America, this is the way I look at us. And I swear to God, this is no bullshit. There's the Gen Xers, us, me, you guys, all of us. We're the Gen Xers. We're the ones that are trying to hold the baby boomers and everybody else past us together. We're the glue. Right now, we're the glue. There's nobody else that's out there saying the same shit that we are right now, except for mostly Gen Xers. If you look well, at them, I don't know the the whole homesteading thing is a real big push with millennials too. Well, I, I, I'm telling you right now, the big one you're going to find is Gen Xers. Yeah. All right. Now, on the other side of that, you, you've got millennials, which unfortunately I feel bad for their generation because I don't see anything. I don't see anything good coming from that. Mm. However. There are the generations after them, the Gen Gen A and well, don't forget Gen Z or Gen Z and Gen A. Right, Gen Z, it's it's Gen X, then Gen Z, then the Millennials, then I don't know what the new ones are called. The Gen A is the All next right. one. Whatever. So the point is, these are the folks we can save because you know what these kids see, my kids see it, my kids are seeing the same shit. They're saying, why are they so dumb? Dude, why are you lazy? Just go out and work for your food. Everybody can do it. Grow your own food. My mom's doing it. Take, you know, and you know what? Maybe I'll, hell, maybe we'll do this for free. But, but I'm serious. Maybe that's, that's the people you have to reach. Take a milk carton. Okay. We'll, we'll do this tomorrow. Take a milk carton or whatever. Any, you know, plastic jug, tea, lemonade, whatever. Rinse it out. 
cut it around the bottom so that it flips open. You have a top and a bottom, but it's still connected, right? Put some dirt in the bottom. Put some salad green seeds in there. Water it. Poke a few holes in the bottom of the jug. Set it on a plate. Put it in your window. Put the top back on it. Put the top back on it. And let it sit there. Yeah. For a you know, check it every day. Put some water on it every day. Mm-hmm. And then just let it sit there. That's it. In two weeks, you'll have salad greens. Simple it, shit here. It costs... And you know what? Hell, this is crazy. I don't know how well they'll germinate, but... Um, if you're really broke, Walmart sells, sells seeds for 29 cents. Their great value seeds are 29 cents a pack. So you can go look in your couch cushions for 40 cents. Yeah. Literally with taxes and everything else. I'm yeah. just saying 40 cents. I'm pretty sure you can find 40 cents. Mm-hmm. And you can go get dirt from your backyard. Or your front yard. You got it everywhere around your house. It doesn't need to be super fancy fucking miracle grow or anything like that. If you're just growing some salad greens in a milk carton, just go some dig out. Just dig some dirt out of your backyard. It'll work the same. So, yeah. There's there's a bunch of low-budget ways to do this. Yeah. We're not holding secrets. We'll tell you how to do it. It's easy. It's easy. Mm. Real easy. Shit. Survive. Live, live to see another day. That's like the one thing, you know, if there, we were locked in a tiger cage in uh, a little place and uh, I was there for two weeks and um, I spent about eight days in a tiger cage and I can tell you right now, I don't do well in small spaces, mm-hmm. but I can tell you this much. The one thing I realized after day four was I've gone this far. There's no way I can give up now. And that was it. Once that solidified committed. me. I was committed. It was it. Mm-hmm. I was in for the long haul. They could keep me there for three weeks. I would have been like, I'm not, I'm still not talking to you. And I took a beating. I tell you what, I'm telling you right now, this is the type of shit. This is where we're at. We've got to take a beating right now. It's got to get, it's got to get really, really dark right before the light shines. We have to take a beating right now. Latanya, what what year were you born? And then we'll know if you're Gen X or not. Um, although Gen X is as much of a mindset. Like, when you were a kid, did your parents throw you out of the, or did you leave the house when the sun, as soon as you woke up and didn't come home until the streetlights came on, but your ass damn well better be at that dinner table when the streetlights came on or mama was going to whoop it? Um, or then you, you might just weren't going to get fed? Yeah. Then you're a Gen X. Yeah, yeah. If you drank out of the garden hose, not because there weren't sinks, but because you weren't allowed in the house, you might be a Gen X. You're a Gen Xer. <sighs> hey, if you rode a bike that had the shin splitters on them, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The pedals that had the teeth that raked the shit out of your shins. If you rode a bike like that, you're a Gen Xer. Just saying. I got to tell the child to walk the dog. Okay. Um, yeah, it's about trivia time. Yeah. So. Uh, we've been talking for a hot minute. I know. I don't think we've gotten to shit yet. Well, that we is part of a podcast. Get, so, we were you know, supposed to get to. Whatever. We were supposed to get to all the shit we haven't covered all week. You know what? I honestly. Mick said he's angrier than, than I am. I'm. 
I, I'm outwardly more angry than you I are. know. You are pissed. I know you're <laughs> pissed. I know that. That everybody else does it. I know. I know what to look for. I know the ticks. I know when you shake physically, yeah, that you're dead. Like literally, if you're in front of her and she's shaking, fuck you. I, I step away. I've seen her twice like that in my whole entire time married to her. Both times I walk the fuck away. And I'll tell you what, I am more a man for walking the fuck away than I was for standing around for the ass whooping that took place after I walked the fuck away. Just saying. I'm not saying she's a badass or anything, but she's a badass. <laughs> Just saying. It takes a long, long, long time to get me to that point. You want to <sighs> get high? Let's get high. And let me just say, as we're doing this, you know what? Because I know we we get new listeners all the time, and and um, and maybe some of them right now are from our neighborhood. And um, before you get all judgmental, understand that. No, go ahead. We'll we'll play it. I can talk while oh, okay. we do this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Was... Play the music. All right. Bye. Okay. Here um, we go. Light it up if you got it. If so, you can smoke it. Understand. That Mick served 21 years in the Army. He did 19 combat tours. He's got five Purple Hearts and a Silver Star and fucking two, I don't know. Three bro Bronze Three stars. Bronze Stars, whatever. Two, one with that. He looks like a fucking Mexican general when he puts on all his medals. It, it, he's on the parade committee here in Savannah, and they're actually, my dad uh, was randomly at lunch with one of them the other day, and he, he was like, oh, you know, you're so-and-so's father-in-law. Anyway, they got to talking because they're on the committee together. Mick and this dude. Yeah. He knows me. He doesn't know your father. And dude questioned Mick's medals to my dad. And my dad was like, nah, they're, they're all real. There's no stolen valor there. It's just, you know, you don't see people with those that many medals. And when Mick retired, I tell you, that was a rough transition. And he had some serious significant PTSD. Never mind the brain surgery that he went through some 18 years ago. They told me he'd be dead in five years. But, uh, and we fought to keep him alive and they put him on so many medications and it progressively uh, his, he got worse and worse. He couldn't feel his right leg all the way up to mid-thigh. Started losing feeling in his right hand as well. Seizures were getting more regular. regular. I mean, it got to the point where he was having a seizure almost every couple of weeks mood swings anger i mean the ptsd was off the chain y'all people that knew us in our old neighborhood would literally say to me they they would look at me and they'd be like how do you deal with him you must be a saint because all they ever saw was his anger and i told them i'm not a saint but you don't see what I see because I've known him his entire life so I know who he was and I know who he can be again and we're working to get us there and then he had a heart attack what two years ago now yep he had to quit the fire department and every I mean it was it was it was it was horrible y'all and we just joke that I gave him the heart attack and I probably did because you know what I got his anger got a little out of control and I got pissed back which doesn't often happen but sometimes 
push the right buttons. I got pissed back. And he literally, he, he, he stroked that and had a heart attack. And uh, from that point on, and that was in the middle of COVID. We didn't go to the hospital. The EMTs came here. He went to the doctor a couple days later. <laughs> but from the next day. The next day, right. But from that point on, I made a conscious decision. So, when the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nabe. Nabe. Give me a nabe. Nope. Kiss my ass. I made a conscious decision that I was going <laughs> to do whatever I could. Now, mind you, I was already in the, you know, uh, up to my ears and COVID and jab research and all of that. So I, I already knew how to, I, I was already thinking outside the box as it were on a, a medical level. I was already getting into naturopathic medicine and um, because as some of you may know, I am allergic to everything synthetic. So I can't take really any allopathic medicine anyway. And I wanted to get Mick there. And at the same time, we had moved here and he was in the process of switching doctors. And in order to switch doctors through TRICARE, you have to go through the VA if you're retired. So he went up to the VA to get a refill on his medications. In the interim, right, as he's switching doctors because we're in a different region. And the doctor up there said to him, you take how many drugs? You take how many pills a day? At that point, it was what, 24? 24. 24. He's taking 12 in the morning and 12 at night. And literally, I mean, he was taking Adderall and blood pressure medication at the same time. Okay. And cholesterol medication. And uh, he's taking this thing to counteract this thing because the side effects of this thing and that thing. And it was insane. And the doctor said, what if I could get you off of all that and replace it with one thing? And Mick said, what's that one thing? And the doctor said, have you ever tried the marijuana? And Mick said, oh, my wife's going to love you. And he went home. He came home with weed. And it's the first time he had smoked in um, 20 years. 28, 30, 28, 28 years. We counted. It was 28 it was years. It was 30. Anyway. It was 30 years because it was. Last time you smoked was at my graduation party. Yes. And that was 1996, so it wasn't quite 30 years. Okay, so it was yeah, like 28 years, just short of 30. Anyway, yeah, you're right. It would be about, so, uh, 29, 29. Years. Anyway, so um, and at the same time, I was already going through the process of detoxing us, learning about parasites, getting rid of those in our body, learning about fluoride, eliminating that from our diet as much as possible learning about the poisons in our food, learning how to grow our food to avoid those poisons, learning that farm fresh eggs have a protein that break down the spike protein in your body. And so we got chickens. And at this, the same time, those chickens have been an amazing therapy for Mick. And that combination of the pure food the marijuana from the VA and the chickens, both as pets, as therapy animals, and as a food source, have not only saved our marriage, saved our family, 
but definitely saved his life. If we hadn't made that serious, complete life change when he had his heart attack two years ago, we'd be divorced and he'd be dead. Either from suicide or from a heart attack. So, y'all want to come after my chickens? You can fuck right off. Because I did not work this hard to get us to this point to have some fucking Karen come in and try and ruin it and take it away. Fuck you. Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck oh. out of here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now I'm pissed. So. I'm just going to let her do her thing. She's got to get this off her chest. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. No, I'm agreeing. Babe, that's why I'm pissed. I know. Who are you? I know. Who the, who the fuck is anybody? Who is anybody? Look, folks, we already have a judge. He's up there. Yeah. When he judges you, you don't want to be there for that. You already want to know that you have a place up there. I'm fucked. If you're fucked too, just join me. I'll be on the small bus. I'll be by. I'll pick you up. It's cool. We'll have a lot of fun. and be a good ride. Because oh. I'm driving that bitch. Let me tell you something. But let me tell you something else. If you're not on that bus, shit, enjoy that place up there. Smoke some for me. Fuck, I know where I'm going. I didn't... You don't get known as Dr. Dick Punch for fucking not a good reason. I get it. Look, it's not about that. Fragen. Who are we to judge? So am I. We are no... Who, how are you going to judge your neighbor? You live in a glass house too. Give me five seconds. I will destroy you. I will take you apart the way liberals do. You know what the saddest thing is? The person that I think made the complaint. This is sad. This could have gone an entirely different route. Right. Because she is a, if it's the person, it's one of two people. And if it's the person I think it is, she is a disabled child. Hmm. That I could help. Hmm. No, you can't. No, I no, no, I you can't. Have. No, nope, nope. I nope. could No, have. you can't because you're not. Nope. You know what? I have never, I don't like wishing ill will against other people, but I can tell you right now. If I ran down the block because somebody's house was on fire, I found out it was one of these two people. Be the one day that I would say, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'd turn around and walk away. And I would not do, I would not hang my head in shame doing it. This is one of those fucking flipping the goddamn tables that needs to fucking happen. Remember, it was said as a metaphor. It's never said as fact. Jesus flipping tables twice his size. Come on. But think about it. Flip that metaphor around at this time. Fuck you. You want it. Oh. Hmm. You wanted my. 
oh, you thought it. No. It's not the way that works. No. We don't play that game. No. Nah, Bear. Nope. You enjoy the. Mm. Look, there will be some satisfaction in some of this for most of us. We will enjoy this. It will be something you will enjoy because righteous ending. I know, Cisco. I know the child is not to blame. And that's what breaks my heart because I could help that child. I would love to help that child. I would be more than willing to help that child, but I know that their parents would never accept my help. And that's why I said it could have gone an entirely different way. That breaks my heart. Righteous indignation. I, I can't even say it. Righteous indignation. My mother said to me the other day, She's just, like, I'm she's sorry. Like, you and Heather, just, you want to save the whole world. Yeah. You're absolutely right. What the fuck do you think I'm trying to do? We're trying. Nobody's <sighs> listening, so. Well, no. no. People are listening. No, they are listening. The ones that are supposed to be listening are listening. Yeah. The ones that don't listen, well, sorry for you. I, 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 I'm to that point now. I, look at, look at. What did they do to this? One, one, one document. One document. There's one thing we should uphold ourselves to. One document. Um. Nope, that's gone. No, hold on. I'm sorry. No, that's morality. That's a bigger document, and that's morality. What the hell is going on? Hmm. I don't know where the hell she just went. She just like skedaddled. So no, that's that's morality. That's the morality code. This was just the law and order code. This was supposed to be the easy one because that's the bigger one. This is the easy one. This is the one. Like, hey, this is too easy to follow. The, this this law, one is the harder one. The, this law tr trumps that law. I'm sorry. But but this is like the easy one. I, I'm just saying. It was supposed to be the easy way to do it. We we can't even follow this. What what the fuck's the point? I, I I'm beginning to ask the question. You mean to tell me as Americans, you can't walk down the street and knock on my door and go, hey, dude, yo. Sparky, we don't need to kill us a Karen. The government's doing that for us. Yeah, they already gave him the injections. Exactly. We're just waiting for him to work. I mean, to be honest, bro, I'm just waiting for that 5G signal to go. Yeah. And everybody to go, yeah. you know, disappear type of shit. Oh, the suicides are starting on the uh, left coast. Really? Yeah, Hillary's hitting. <laughs> ah, I gotcha! <laughs> I know I can make you laugh with that. <laughs> I knew that joke would get you eventually. 
fuck you all. <laughs> Holy shit. I was reading, doing the chat, and you dropped that, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. <sighs> all right. Anyway. So, uh... Shit's already starting to hit the fan in some places, y'all. Check, check, check this out. Talking about the West Coast. I think this is the West Coast. Oh, maybe this one. Okay, crime in Seattle is. Yeah, it's this one. Check this out. Okay, crime in Seattle is so bad, one lieutenant who wore the uniform for two decades, a little more than two decades, is now calling it quits, writing the scathing 15-page letter to her boss. She says, quote, Chief Diaz, let me tell you, the state of the Seattle Police Department and the city is a disgrace. The criminals are running the city. Now former Lieutenant Jessica Taylor wrote that, and she joins us now. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good Thank morning. you for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I'm sure, I mean, I've we read the letter. Here it is, right here. It's front to back, 15 pages. It goes on and on about how disappointed you are when you work for a, a company or an agency like this for more than 20 years. That has to just be devastating. Tell us why you wrote this letter it, and why you decided to resign. It is. I moved to Seattle in 1998. It was absolutely beautiful and it was clean and the department had a great reputation and it was outstanding. And then just over the year, and I was able to do my job and I thought I did it really well. And But over the years, it has just gone from the very top to the very bottom. And I just, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's I can't live the lie. I've poured my heart, my soul into all of this. And so I wanted to go out um, saying the truth. Yeah, so you, I did. You write, dedicating over 23 long and soul-draining years of my life to this city. You criticize Chief Diaz, the city council, and the mayor. And you say that there was lying, rampant corruption, uh, favoritism and deceit. Tell us specifically what what is going on. My gosh, that's a loaded question. Well, there is systems in place where you are an officer, you're then take a test, then you promote to sergeant, and then you promote again to lieutenant, and you promote again to captain, and then you're rewarded by going up to assistant chief, and then you de deputy chief and above. Well, recently, that has quit happening. You get to skip the, some people get to skip the captain test and the captain gig altogether and mm. go straight to um, assistant chief. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is just the lack of support from management. And I was in management. You know, I'm just horrified at the way that management mm -hmm. just does not stand up for these officers who are out there just busting their butts day and night with out of contract for years. Serving the citizens of Seattle is so dangerous and they're so understaffed. Yeah. It's nuts. And then the policies, the policies in Seattle are just crazy. 
Well, Lieutenant, I'm sorry that you experienced that, but I feel really sorry for the residents of Seattle because 600 officers have left the agency in the last three years alone, many of them similar stories as to yours. So um, the residents are the ones that will suffer because the city's not as safe. God bless you. Thank you so much. I wish you the best with the remainder of, of your time. And uh, I know you'll probably be in service in some form or, or some capacity. Thank you so much, Lieutenant. You're welcome. I'm Steve Ducey. I'm Brian Kilney. And I'm Ainsley Earhart. And click here to subscribe to the... Wow. Yeah, 600 officers in the last three years. Um, mm, Craziness. It's not the only place it's happening. No. No, they had like a whole like police department like walk out in Minnesota somewhere. Yeah, here you go. Holy shit. Yeah. Like they just up and quit. Yeah, here. That's this one. Actually, that's Craziness. the next story that I have lined up right here. Oh, some days it just works that way. Yep. Motion carried to approve the, um, the agenda. A special meeting tonight in Goodhue, a small town about an hour southeast of Minneapolis that its council confirmed lost its entire police department and now is left spinning its wheels. I was floored. Catching even the people who live here off guard. I just thought one, I didn't realize all of them. We're not the first and we won't be the last. The mayor saying she was saddened to receive the resignations of all seven of its officers, including the chief, in response to concerns over pay. We knew we were on the low side. And so um, we were trying very, very hard to bring those numbers up. The mayor says the city gave its officers a 5% pay increase and the chief a $13,000 raise at the beginning of the year as the council now works to restructure its budget to compete with bigger cities. We are all devastated by this. We're trying to muddle through this and do the best we can and provide service for our community. Some 1,200 people live here. The council saying it's considering contracting with the Goodhue County Sheriff's Office for now, as its own officers will work through next week. I mean, I think we could do okay with three, you know, and feel protected. Our town is pretty quiet, you know. The council agreeing it wants to rebuild its force and its future. This is a great place to live. You know, it's not a big town. It's a small town. My, You're right. I'm not even going to go there. Doesn't matter. Look, the point is this. It's seven police officers plus the chief that's eight mm -hmm. wow that is a very small town mm -hmm. a but b it, it just sounds like the town doesn't have the budget for it and because so many people are leaving the police forces in the big cities the big cities are offering big sign-on bonuses relocation bonuses they will pick you up move you and give you like 10 grand to, you know, go work in Florida um, or wherever. And uh, and it's the small towns like that that are really suffering from yeah. it. Because those small towns are suffering the effects of inflation just like everybody else. So, yeah. I mean, those cops, they can't afford to feed their families on the salary that they're making there. And they're getting offered a $10,000 sign-on bonus somewhere else plus a, you know, 30% increase in their pay.
What are they going to do? It's rough. Man. Anyway. It's just that it's the, the micro. The macro. Reflecting micro, yes. the macro. Correct. You know. Something that is not done in today's media, A, mm -hmm. not done. I, I The biggest disconnect I've seen between like, let's just say, other than the cussing, what's the different biggest difference between, let's say, our show and somebody like a Dan Gino or a Ben Shapiro? What's the biggest difference? Other than the cussing. Well, the biggest difference is they don't connect with the rest of you all. They talk down to you. They talk down to me. Fuck them. Who are you? Again, who are you? Where did we become such a bunch of judgy bitches? Holy fuck. Who are you? United we stand. This is... Divided. I, I, I think this is a no-brainer. This is, like, stupid simple. Like, if you didn't believe us before, this is, like, stupid simple. I, I don't judge anybody. You do you. You do what you have to do. If you feel your need is that you have to do this, go for it. No issues. None, none whatsoever. Don't give a fuck. It's your life. You do you. I feel the need that I need chickens. We need to grow our own food. We need to distill our water. We don't need to buy your bullshit. And by God, if you come here asking for me to support one of your stupid laws, you probably have a better chance knocking down about five doors down that way and one door over. You knock on that door, I'm pretty sure those faggots will support you. But nobody else will. That's me. No, we don't do that. You do whatever you got to do. That's my point. Um, so, uh, more shit hitting the fan. Um, you know, it, it seems like, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty. Okay. And each aspect of their plan, each wave, comes with very distinct patterns, right? For example, first they were killing the cows and the chickens, right? Yeah. Okay. Then they were blowing up food processing plants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then they were dropping trains into waterways full of chemicals. Correct. Okay. Scorching earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now there's fire. Not just in Maui. I mean, a lot of things they're blowing up. Here's two more suspicious fires. This week. Weird fires. Weird. Huge. Weird. Huge. Hmm. Interesting. It is. Because look at what they're going after now. 
Continue to follow a developing situation in Pensacola. Breaking news right now, a huge fire near Bayou Chico. A viewer sending us this video about 30 minutes ago. You can see crews are on the scene fighting the flames. This is all going down at a recycling business. Now, firefighters are on the scene. We've got a crew on the way there. We continue to ask questions about how it started and A recycling plant. Jesus, you know how much plastic exactly is burning? Yep. Because understand, and it makes me wonder if maybe recycling, the whole recycling scam is about to be the next thing that gets outed. Understand that recycling in America is complete fucking bullshit. When I worked for the hotel as a director of operations, Marriott put down as one of their standards. This was, I don't know, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, hasn't gotten better that, um, they all Marriott's had to start recycling. Okay. Which basically meant you had to put a, a split trash can now in every room. So now when you stay at any hotel, you see a split trash can one that has a little blue plastic half that's for your recyclables. That, you know, you can fit like one bottle in. And then the other is a little black plastic half for the garbage. Okay. Um, and then from the accounting side, I had to provide an invoice to Marriott proving that we were recycling. So I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah, that's easy. Okay, sure. You're going to, you're going to ship me all the fucking garbage cans. I got to switch them all out in the rooms and I just got to, you know, call my garbage company and tell me you need to start recycling. No big deal. Right. Okay. So I call my garbage company for the hotel and they said, no, we, we can't accept recycling. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? What do you mean? You can't accept recycling. They said, well, all the recycling is, is full. It's all, it all just goes to the landfill. We don't actually, we do very little recycling here. It, it's just, it gets shipped overseas and they're so overwhelmed with all of our plastics that they can't accommodate any more recycling. And I was like, are, are you kidding me? I was like, they're like, no. I said, well, I, I mean, I have to get this done for my company. They were like, sorry, we can't help you. So I started calling every garbage company within a 50 mile radius of the hotel. I was calling them in South Carolina. I don't give a fuck. Come and pick up my recycling for the hotel. I don't care how much you charge me. This is a fucking corporation. And trust me, Marriott will find me more for not doing it than you could ever charge me on a monthly basis. So just, and then points on the audit and all kinds of bullshit. Someone come pick up the recycling. I called a dozen companies, not a one. Not a one would do it. They all gave me the exact same reason. The recycling is full. All the counties that have recycling, it all just goes to the landfill. There's no recycling plants that are accepting new recyclables. So what did it I, was an so added tax so what did that I do? you were yeah. meant to pay. Yeah. 
So you've been paying it for years. Mm -hmm. Like it was an extra charge on a credit card that you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Yep. So what did I do at the hotel? I called my original garbage company back and said, I said, I don't, I don't give a fuck what to do with the, the material. I need Split you. Split the bill. I need you to give me an invoice showing that I'm paying for recycling. And they're like, let me get this straight. You want to pay for recycling, even though we're not actually going to recycle it? I said, yes, I just need the piece of paper. I need you to charge me more every month for recycling that you're not actually going to pick up or use. I'm just going to throw it in the trash with everything else. Is that okay? And they were like, all right, how much do you want us to charge you? I was like, what's the going rate for recycling? They're like, we don't know. We don't do it. <laughs> so I called our Hilton Head property that was also getting it set up. And we came up with a reasonable rate. And um, yeah. So yes, aluminum, you can recycle. Cardboard, you can recycle. They actually use that for compost mostly. Um, plastic, no, you can't recycle that. So um, that's all bullshit. So why are they burning recycling plants? Makes me wonder. If that's about to be exposed, that little minor truth, that bullshit scam that they've been charging you for for years. Just another way to take your dollars and waste them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But here's another fire for you. I think this one, this wasn't at a recycling plant, but. No? No, but uh, ju just, you'll see, because I did just, you'll see. Okay. You'll see. Yes. from that mulch and grass fire that sparked in Northwest oh, Houston man. earlier today and go. it continues to burn at this hour. That I'm is what back this up because I know it was spinning for the first second. All right, here we go. With the latest from that mulch and grass fire that sparked in Northwest Houston earlier today and it continues to burn at this hour. That is where we find Fox 26's Gabby Hart live for us with details on the progress being made. Gabby. Uh, definitely continues to burn. You could see uh, exactly what it looks like right now. Uh, pretty unbelievable. You can see there are so many vehicles that have now stopped as they're watching uh, what's kind of playing out here. Earlier it was a big cloud of smoke, but now you can clearly see uh, these piles of mulch. Uh, that are burning. Firefighters really working to contain this, but we do want to go ahead and give you a look uh, at what the scene looked like when we first arrived. Uh, this was about six hours ago when this all started. Now, this fire is at Living Earth Mulch Facility on the 5800 block of Crawford Road. That's kind of near the intersection of Gessner and Hempstead. Now, when fire crews arrived around 2 this afternoon, they tell Fox 26 they noticed several small grass fires and that there was a pile of mulch also on fire. Uh, that fire, though, quickly spread to several other large mounds of mulch. Firefighters are trying to stop these flames from spreading to a warehouse uh, that is also on the property here. Now, these flames, thankfully, are not threatening any homes or businesses. No one has been injured, but I can tell you there is some concern for the firefighters that are battling these flames uh, in nearly 100 degree heat. Our first concern is always going to be our firefighters. So we've been really diligent about uh, rotating them out and making sure that they're taking their breaks while they're on this location. We don't know the cause, but smoking materials um, that aren't properly disposed of are easy ways for grass fires, mulch fires to become ignited. Uh, now, we are told that arson investigators are on the scene working to figure out the exact cause of this fire. And they, uh, again, firefighters using this as a reminder of the burn bans that are in effect.
Uh, now I'll, I'll say, wow. you know, mulch and grass fires, especially in this heat. Um, it, again, like I said, they a lot of cardboard is used for mulch because cardboard attracts the specific worms that start the mulching process. You put cardboard under piles of dead grass. You get a little bit of glass in there. The sun hits it just right. The next thing you know, you have a mulch fire, a grass fire, honestly, especially in a place that large. Or it could very easily have been set. They don't know. But, um, well, no, because I'm sorry, no, because you have what you have there is called what they call. And Sparky Boy, do me a favor because you're probably better at this than I am. But in the thermodynamics world, uh, that decomposition gives off heat. Mm -hmm. Heat, along with compressed gas at that level of decomposition and that level of gas. You don't need much to start a fire. It will burn on its own. But it started as a grass fire, and then it moved to the mulch. It no. didn't start in the mulch. Well, it's supposedly. just decomposition, it, though, at that rate. That mulch will burn a lot faster. Will burn. Yeah. So and you, it will burn for a while. Start a grass fire nearby, that mulch is going to go up pretty fucking quick. Mm -hmm. Was kind of my point. If they had said the fire started in the mulch, I would think, I mean... There's, you know, scientific reasoning for that. But a grass fire starting nearby and jumping to the mulch, that's, that's a little, a bit little more, more suspect suspicious. Because on the top is going to be the wettest part yeah. of the mulch, yeah. which is the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's weird. Yeah. Because mulch fires don't burn on the top. No, they, burn they start underneath. from the bottom. They, the problem they with smolder a mulch from inside. The problem with a mulch fire, it's like, a, a for instance, a, a swamp fire or a uh, down here, we call them the marsh fires. A marsh fire sucks because it burns underneath the ground. So we have to dig the ground up to find out where it's burning. Yeah. You don't know where it's burning until you can't put it out until you find the deepest reach. It's already gone because what it burns is like uh, vines and um, all sorts of other shit. It just burns all the crap underneath the ground. It just keeps burning. It won't stop. You'll have people calling for days. Oh, we have a, we have a brush fire. No, you don't have a brush fire, but it's all under the ground. We just can't put it out. It's not something we can do. Like, you'd have to dig down to do it. Yeah. It's like um, peat moss fires. And yes, yeah. exactly. Like, yep. in England, they've had peat moss fires for yep. years. It's yep. the same shit. It, it burns underground. It just keeps burning for yep. years. It's something that never stops. But this is nothing different. It's like a bog fire. Yeah, Is exactly. what they called it. Yeah. I think is what the English actually call it. It's yeah. a bog fire. Kind of the same. But you know they're going to blame it on climate change. Yes, of course. So, anyway. Oh, the earth temperature is getting hotter. Yes. That's why. Yes, but they won't talk about the volcanoes, you know, like the underwater volcanoes. What? Or the... Volcanoes? Know, they, on top of the Just earth vol volcanoes that are exploding oh, right oh, now. Oh, you mean but like the on. one that they haven't talked about in Italy yet that nobody well, seems well, to be talking we'll about? That, but first, let's start with, with climate change. Okay. Because, you know. Let's go to climate change. Yeah. Well, more Dave, the, now we have a chart. Climate. Come on. I agree. I got to go yell at the older boy to take care of. I I already told him too. She's Devil just dog. she's hungry and she wants attention. Yeah, and 
he needs to get his I'm ass just, out no, there. No, I'm going to go feed her real quick while this is playing. Okay. So We got enough time for that? I hope so. Okay. Walsh, Dave. Now, we have a chart, I think, somewhere. I think the studio has it. If you could walk us through not only why the prospect of a climate emergency is so ridiculous, uh, but also the sort of power grab mindset that you think is probably underlying uh, this move, too. Yeah, this, uh, Natalie, all seems to be based on the warm July. Yeah, we had a warm July. Uh, average July temperatures across the country were about 2.1 degrees warmer than the normal July. But if one looks at, look at this chart from uh, 1995 to present, the oscillation in average monthly temperature year to year is substantial. We've had in the last 23 years, um, six episodes were one year to the next monthly temperatures change by one and a half degree. We've had three years where they change by up and down one and a half to 1.6 degrees. Uh, I mean, this is the oscillation in average monthly temperature occurs all of the time. 2.1 degrees is not out of the normal range. By the way, this July was only the 11th hottest on record out of the last 127 years. 10, 10 Julys have been warmer than this and most of those back before 1980, prior to the identification of this climate change or global warming. But the important thing is you can't, you can't calibrate climate change based on one month of weather. You, you just can't do that statistically. It's completely inaccurate. And if you went back to that chart, it also showed um, CO2 uh, uh, in the atmosphere was about 360 parts per million back in 95. Now it's 420. There is no, you can see no correlation whatsoever between the elevated CO2 levels, which have occurred, and temperature. There isn't any correlation between the two in the, in the short run whatsoever. So to make policy decisions based on one month of warm weather is completely, it, it's, it's lunatic and it's scientifically wrong. It has no scientific basis. It's statistically wrong. We, I mean, we hope and pray he doesn't do this because we're talking about mod modulating what people eat, modulating how much home air conditioning they can use, potentially how much they can drive, all based on some theory that uh, carbon fuels are causing warming. So heaven forbid that he does this. This would be a disaster. Now, we got a few minutes before the end of show, but I'd love to get your thoughts and analysis on the latest developments in Maui, which, make no mistake, is also being used as sort of a, a footnote or a piece of evidence to push these climate lockdowns. Well, the most troubling thing, you know, in addition to the horrendous death toll and, and the fact of this happening, we got over 100 people have perished, still many, many missing, and our hearts go out to all of those families and what they're going through and this devastating loss. But what we had already, already Saturday before any identification has occurred yet by the Hawaii government or the county government in Maui, in Maui on the island, what precisely the root cause has been, has not been identified as yet. But days before we have any root cause analysis, we have, of course, two class action lawsuits going after Maui Electric and their parent company, Hawaii Electric, in a class action suit to pursue them because the um, on two bases, they had uh, a power line down near the couple of acres where the fire originated, and they also had not shut off electric service to the whole island 
when the winds began to elevate. And the second part of that, that's tricky because you need you need electric service to have the pump stations working for water to be used by firemen on on fires. Uh, so shutting down electricity, you know, on a on a bet is not generally the right thing to do, um, unless things are totally known. But especially when you need water for fire abatement. But this goes back to the California situation. This is right out of the California playbook, the Paradise Fires of 2018. Pacific Gas and Electric was sued in a class action by uh, uh, California citizens in the state, paid out $13.5 billion, bankrupted the company for the second time. So again, these states, Hawaii, California, have this pattern of behavior. Let's sue the, let's uh, class action sue the state utility out of business, which has been done twice in California with PG&E back in 2002, again then in 2018 on that fire. And here we have Maui Electric's uh, parent uh, equity cap is down half already, and it would probably be bankrupted by this lawsuit should it should it proceed. And, you know, the, 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 I mean, the last thing the state needs now, in addition to its other woes, is a bankrupt utility. It needs a strong utility with a balance sheet that it can borrow on to rebuild, to rebuild the infrastructure on Maui as rapidly as possible. Electric rates are already the highest in the country, in Hawaii, by the way, at about 45 cents a kilowatt hour, highest in the nation. Wow. Well, Dave, I wish I could keep you longer, and I'm sure you'll be joining Steve soon for a much more in-depth conversation on all of this in the coming days. But in the meantime, if people want to stay up to date with all your analysis, everything you're working on, where can they find you? What if that's a cover? That's why they had to leave the, the lines active because they're getting 45 cents a kilowatt hour. They can't turn that shit off. Yeah, I wonder what they're charging everybody right now in the insurance premiums. Mm-hmm. For kilowatt hour past due. And and you're right, Sergeant hmm. Horace. Right now, California has the first ever in history tropical, tropical storm watch. They are about to get hit by a Category 4 hurricane what is what do they in know about california what do they know about hillary what does california know about hillary no shit i'm, I'm asking for a friend i know True, sir. i know you're all gonna beat me up about that one but what do they know about hillary because hillary's about to fuck them up yeah. la is looking at a tropical storm watch right now yeah la social san bernardino <laughs> county Holy fucking shit. They don't even know what to do. I would love to be people watching out there right now because it's going to be fucking hysterical. Oh, my God. I mean, at least we're all trained in hurricane preparedness here, even if we, you know, generally ignore it. Just go out and buy beer. Um, But who buys milk and eggs when you're expecting the power to go out? I don't I've never understood that. Honestly, well, you never understood it because we've got eggs. Well, I know, but uh, but, uh, before that, we've only recently, you know, had eggs. So, you know, before that, everybody else, like, they're going out. I was like, what are you going to make? French toast for days? There's a hurricane coming. Let's go buy, like, you see people walking on with freaking cartons of, like, milk, gallons of milk and bread and eggs. And I'm like, dude, I need need beer and wine and margarita mix and maybe some water. Seven or eight years ago, down here. 
Thank you, Natalie. All of a sudden, we're in the middle of January, and boom, this winter storm is coming down. Oh, my God. It's going to hit Savannah. Yeah. Okay. This was classic. So me and Vila, no bullshit, not lying to you. We went to our local Kroger. We bought a bag of popcorn. We popped it. Mm-hmm. We went back out in the parking in lot. In their microwave at their little deli section. <laughs> we went back out in the parking lot, sat down on the, the curb, and watched people. It was fucking hysterical. We oh saw God. some lady coming out. She must have had about 35 gallons of milk. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, damn, bitch. How when the big power is your refrigerator? When the power goes out in your house, what are you going to do? Swim in it? I mean, yeah. I don't know. People are insane. People are insane. We sat there for a good two hours yeah. laughing our asses off going, oh, look at this one. There's another one. She's coming out with a baker's dozen. And when we said a baker's dozen, she had like half of the shelf just dumped in her cart with like two gallons of milk on top of it mm-hmm. and two packs of eggs. Mm-hmm. The fuck are you going to do with that much bread? I, I, I've never understood that. Anyway, just like stock my cart full of beer and wine, booze in general. Anyway, my kids are home. Give me as much alcohol as you can give me so I don't have to deal with my children. Shit. Anyway. Um, But there are still... So, more Maui. Apparently, now we're up to 111, but I'm hearing... uh, Who was... Someone's reporting that they've found over 500 dead children so far. No, no, no. Buddy of mine, uh, we've got people on the ground, thank God, because I still have friends in the military. And uh, they're on the Big Island. Um, one of the things they have not reported yet, and they're supposedly keeping this quiet, because they're really afraid of how the Hawaiians are going to take this. There's like 300 identified or unidentified children they found so far. They found bodies. And my understanding, and I see, I didn't. And there's no joke. They know that these kids. I didn't get this at first. I, I, I misunderstood this at first because I, I heard they canceled school, but the parents were at work. And I was like, oh, I mean, okay. Usually with though, when you cancel school, like you, you know, you arrange to have someone watch your stay home from work with your kids, right? Like usually someone stays home from work with the kids if you cancel school. Generally, they didn't cancel school in the morning. No, they they sent the kids home, home in the middle of the yes. day. Yes, after nine o'clock. Yeah. Yes. So the parents were already at work. Yes. And they didn't tell the parents that they sent the kids home. Yeah. That's a little weird. That's a lot weird, I mean, actually. That's actually we a lot get weird. Text messages fucking constantly from the schools. This bus, whether or not it's our kids' bus, this bus is running late, you know, or um, every week, every. Every week, we had a great week, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's a general, like, mass texts go out to 2,600 kids or parents at one school and probably 5,000 because it's both parents, Um, you know, and then another, I don't know, 2,000 parents at the other school, something ridiculous like that. They couldn't send a text message. More and more. You got to wonder, you got to start asking the hard questions. Wait a minute. Why did this happen? Who was behind this? What was going on? Where were the people? Where are the parents? Uh, 
the big question is one of my big questions immediately when I saw the Oprah push and everything else. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Oprah's fighting to get into Maui. Yeah, there's something else going on there. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's something else more afoot here. We uh, so the editor of the Maui Times or the Maui News, whatever their local newspaper is, yep, was also uh, asking questions. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, journalists doing journalist shit. Amazing. That the media is lying about the reality of the Lahaina fire is incredibly frustrating for me because I am the media. I am the editor of Maui Times and I have tried relentlessly to get direct information from the County of Maui as well as the Maui Police Department. Both entities have been radio silent and have not responded to any of my calls or emails over the past few days. I also spoke to Maui police officers in person in Lahaina and they all denied me my First Amendment right to freedom of the press by denying me access to Lahaina Town as well as denying me information. They even sent me on a wild goose chase trying to find their media coordinator who had conveniently gone home for the day by the time I found where he was supposed to be. So it is not the media who is lying to you because I am obligated to only report what has been confirmed. Who's lying to you is the government entities who are trying to cover their asses and not take accountability for how grossly mismanaged this entire situation has been. Maybe if we make this go viral, I'll actually get a response from them. You know, especially these small newspapers, small town newspapers, there are still some good journalists out there, but they can ask questions all day if they get stonewalled or they're fed misinformation by the government. Required to report on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Why are they being so silent? I just, nothing about that makes sense. Nothing about the Maui situation makes any sense whatsoever. I, I don't even know. Hey, get out. Yeah, seriously, Annie, get out. You broke shit last time you were in here. We're not playing that game with you. Oh. Um. And then there's this. Because the other place that they are, you know, trafficking children outright is at the southern border. We all know that. You want to talk about a real duty? It's right here in the canal zone of Panama City. This whole facility used to be controlled by the U.S. government. It was a military base to protect the Panama Canal. Jimmy Carter gave it away, and now it's basically been taken over by the United Nations and NGOs. One of those right here, OIM, Organization of International Migration. They're the same organization that were handing out condoms and birth control to illegal aliens before they came over the Darien Gap into Panama. Rather than saying, stop, don't do it, they said, here's some condoms, here's some birth control for when you get raped on the way. That's how disgusting these organizations are. They pretend to be good, 
and all they're doing is feeding on human misery. And this entire facility here, almost every single building here now is either United Nations opera operation, you've got UNICEF on the other side of this building, you've got the UNHCR. Now they have two buildings, that's the refugee side of the United Nations. They've got two buildings because they've had to expand. They got too big for this. And on top of that, you even have the Clinton Foundation out here. These organizations need to be defunded and they need to be investigated for trafficking. They are part of what the cartel's doing. You can't just blame the cartel. These organizations have to come down to not another dime of taxpayer dollars should go to the United Nations. And in particular, not to OIM. While they're sitting here living in luxury, they're inviting people to put their lives at risk, to put their children's lives at risk, to illegally travel out of their country and head to the United States to break into our country. Dear Kamala Harris, this is the root cause. The leftist, godless, global. I agree. Globalist organization agree. that you support. No argument there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, see, I knew it was still playing. No disagreement. Right before the, I hate that. It, it does that. So freaking annoying. I know. Yes, the Clintons are there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are all organizations. They're getting busloads yep. of people and sending them here. The NGOs are. The United Nations are. Yep. They're straight up trafficking, trafficking children. children. That's it. It's all they're doing. They're and, moving uh, kids all over the world. That's what they do. It's their job. So, yeah. oh, it's just it, oh, pisses me off so much. I can't wait. You know where? You know where that starts, though. Hmm? You know where all of this starts. This is where it starts, folks. This is, you know, you can judge me however you want to judge me. I don't give a shit. Understand this, though. When you do judge me, I might have been a little snarky about El Douchebag who decided to use her First Amendment right. Sure, you're absolutely right. You're allowed to a First Amendment right, just like I am. You say what you want. I'm going to say exactly how the fuck I feel about what you want. And I will take a, a gigantic shit all over how, how much you feel you want because you're put off by my birds. Fuck you. That's where we all should be at. Mm. Fuck you. you. You want to make a guess that it was a mistake I wear this t-shirt tonight? Nah. Fuck around and find out. Sure. You you go right ahead. You do you. I'm going to do me. All right. I'm going to play this one without audio because it's in Russian. Which means I'm going to talk over it cuz I'm going to have to translate. So, um This was on Russian TV. A uh, uh, Where apparently they tell the truth. Uh-huh. All right. So which channel? Hmm? They're, I don't know, Russian state media or whatever. Okay. So. 
Oh no, this is uh, uh this is well, it's GRU propaganda, but whatever. Okay. The growth in illnesses caused by atypical infections has been noted in a number of countries right now. So can we say that this is a result of some help from American biologists? In the general. We can't say this so indiscriminately. We are public officials after all. As for biological weapons, if we assess the damage caused by COVID over the course of two years around the world, the main pandemic lasted two years. It cannot even be compared with the damage from World War II. It is dozens of times greater. However, those who make the profits, such as Big Pharma, do you mean all the pharmaceutical companies? Yes, the profits of the pharma companies, which are mainly in the USA, are colossal. That's the way it is. So the question is, the question is being asked. We provide documents. The reaction of the USA is that we are talking about is typical. There has not been a single refutation of the documents we presented. We sent more than 2,000 pages of these documents to the United Nations. What sort of reply did you receive? We usually get two replies, a standard one from the USA All that is done in the interest of the national security of the USA, quote. And you must trust us. Trust them blindly? Yes, trust them blindly. They have a policy of global biological control. They understood that this works and that by creating artificial crises, which are biological in nature, they can rule the world. There is nothing they do for free. Even when they provide supplies to certain states free of charge, they are not as free of charge as they say. Hmm. Hmm. So. Can you do me a favor, go back to that? Sure. Play that with this. You want to hear the sound? Yeah, I kind of want to hear him talking. Okay, because, you know, Mick speaks Russian, so he wants to make sure the translation is right. So we're going to let this play Because it was weird. There were there were points that I... There were... The body language didn't match okay. what was being... What I thought should be being said. I just want to match both. That's okay, all. So we're going so to we, let this play. We're going to let this play just outright. I'm In not going to say anything. I'll watch it and we'll, we'll judge for ourselves. We'll make sure that it's correct. Заболеваемости нехарактерными инфекциями отмечен в данный момент в ряде стран. И то есть тоже мы можем говорить о том, что это не без помощи американских биологов. Я думаю, что вот так огульно заявлять, мы же все-таки должностные лица. Ведь биологическое оружие, если посчитать, какой ущерб нанес ковид, то, наверное, за, ну, будем говорить, там, за два года, да, 
Ну, основная такая мире, пандемия два года шла. То даже ее нельзя сравнить с учербом, который был во Вторую мировую войну. Это в десятки раз больше. Зато выгода приобретателей той же Бигфармы. Вы имеете в виду фармацевтические да, все компании? Компаниям, которые в основном находятся у нас там в Соединенных Штатах, это там колоссальные. Как-то вот так. То есть вопрос? Вопрос стоит. Да. Вопросы Ответ мы задаем. Мы даже мы же передаем документы. Вот характерна реакция Соединенных Штатов Америки, про которую мы говорим. Ни одного опровержения тем документам, которые мы предъявили, не было. Мы передали документы, это более, более наверное, двух тысяч листов в Организацию Объединенных Наций. Какой ответ пришел? А, ну, у нас, как правило, два ответа. Один ответ происходит в Соединенных Штатах Америки. А, у них же он стандартный. Все, что не делается, все делается в интересах национальной безопасности Соединенных Штатов. И нам надо доверять. Слепо доверять. Да, слепо доверять. А, там политика глобального биологического контроля. Они поняли, что это работает что посредством искусственно создаваемых э, таких кризисных ситуаций биологического характера можно управлять миром. Ведь ничего бесплатно они не делают. И даже поставляя каким-то государствам э, на безвозмездной основе, она не... такая безвозмездная, как они в этом говорят. Рост заболеваемости не характерен to as many casualties as we had during World War II. No. What it He actually... It doesn't compare to World War II. It doesn't II. compare to World War II. It's twice as many casualties as we suffered in World War II. Yeah. That's on the Russia side. Realize in Russia, they lost like 900,000 people or something like that in the war, in soldiers. Oh, okay? yeah. They lost a lot. They lost a fucking lot. And uh, to hear that, to hear them say that much, wow. The second one is when he said he released the pages. They said they released 2,000 pages proving that the United States was behind COVID-19. Hmm. The Russians are saying that. 2,000 pages proving the that the United States is behind COVID-19 to the United Nations. And have you heard hide nor hair of any of them? No, no. But this is what we're hearing out of the United Nations right now. Hold on. 
changes climate. Um, in terms of how some of these mosquitoes, the geographic range of some of these mosquitoes moving further north, further south, um, placing countries at risk for diseases that they haven't had experience with. And so the world in which we live in, we need to um, take into account these changes and be able to prevent and prepare and respond to the threats that we face. You mentioned diseases spread by mosquitoes, um, but this is a risk for all emerging pathogens with epidemic and pandemic potential. Um, and one of the reasons why I'm gonna link back to COVID for just a moment and what the DG said is that the systems that have been put in place and that have been enhanced, um, particularly over the last three and a half years, but have been working to advance for many years are applicable for diseases like dengue, for diseases like cholera, for diseases like Ebola, and the next respiratory pathogens. The countries do need to utilize um, the different ways in which and the different types of interventions for prevention. But a lot of this is also about other uses of tools that exist. Um, in instances where we have interventions like medical interventions, um, therapeutics or vaccines, depending on the pathogen, we need to be able to prepare for that. And countries have worked incredibly hard over the last several years to build the And the next Those systems respiratory and virus. Which is? Oh, I don't know. She just said the next respiratory virus. I know. They're preparing for the next pandemic. They're rolling that shit right on out. You know how I know? Go for it. I'll show you how I know. Strengthen those systems for COVID, but those could also be used for other diseases. Changes in climate. Um, Is that shit still playing? Mm -hmm. Seriously, stop. I think so. All right, here's how I know. They're planning for the next one. Uh, specific and tips you might have. I'm just going to name a topic and a, a quick answer. Uh, masks. Yes, you should wear, be wearing masks in crowded areas, especially during a surge. Uh, but uh, what about at home uh, when you're walking on the street? So certainly at home it works if you want to reduce household transmission. I wouldn't wear a mask when walking your dog. Just be distant of other people about uh, specific advice and tips you might have. I'm just going to name a topic. and I... Really? Certainly at home, you should wear your mask. You know, maybe not when you're walking outside, but in crowded areas and, and at home, you should wear your mask. Nah, there. No. They're rolling the same bullshit back out. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Yeah, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And why is that? Because they want to get more jabs in you. And why do they want to get more jabs in you? Well, here's a fun conspiracy theory for you. Is it a conspiracy? Ah. Uh, Imagine a world where we can do computation inside living cells. The problem that we're trying to solve is really trying to have a more sophisticated diagnosis that can happen automatically inside cells. Imagine a biological computer that operates inside a living cell. So for example, it could be used to determine whether a cell is cancerous, 
and if so, then trigger the death of the cell. So here we're talking about little molecular systems that you can, you know, work that run in a test tube or maybe even in a live cell, so they're really small. The type of work that they're doing is essentially they're trying to sense, analyze and control molecular information. In this project we're trying to use DNA as a programmable material. DNA is highly programmable, just like a computer, and we can program a whole range of complex behaviors using DNA molecules. So we're taking advantage of a phenomenon called DNA strand displacement. So DNA strand displacement is essentially a competitive hybridization reaction. So it's two strands of DNA that come together and as they bind to one another, a third strand that was initially bound is kicked off. One issue with like any biology research or, or biomolecular research is that it's always sort of a, a cycle of, of trial and error. You test it, it doesn't work, so you go back to the drawing board and you do that over and over again. And it's a slow cycle because doing experiments just is hard and it takes a lot of time. We developed a language for programming molecular circuits made of DNA. So the programmer would write down a collection of DNA strands and the software will work out how these DNA strands interact with each other and can be used to predict their behavior over time. And this kind of software could, for example, be used to detect and fix bugs in a molecular circuit design before that circuit is built. For decades, biologists had been using chemical reaction networks as a means of describing the behavior of biological systems. So what our technology enables for the first time is that any system described as a chemical reaction network can now be translated, implemented in biology at the molecular level. One of the things that we've done recently, which I'm particularly excited about, is uh, that we have created, designed, uh, using our tool and created experimentally is uh, an implementation of the so-called approximate majority algorithm. At the moment, really, the, uh, the technology is very much in its infancy. It's still very much at the research stage. So most of what we're doing is in, is in the test tube. An enormous goal will be to have what we're able to do in the test tube also working inside cells. That's a hugely uh, uh, enormous challenge. So this could enable a whole range of biotechnology applications. For example, it could allow us to both detect and treat disease to a level of precision that has not been possible so far. It could also allow us to uh, make new compounds far more efficiently. These compounds could be medicines or biomaterials. And ultimately, it could allow us to make uh, biological computers that operate at the molecular scale. That's some scary shit right there. So. How much do you trust the future? You really trust technology? You. There was a. How there, do you think they're going to get that technology into you? Hey. It might already be there. I, I got a question for you guys. Whew. One of the things I just noticed recently. And I'll be honest about it because my wife knows. She's. She ain't stupid. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite porn sites I used to go to all the time. They just went to a whole age verification thing. Uh-huh. Okay. What do you guys do? Do you guys see the options for that? 
You got to put your ID in there, don't you? No, one of them's an ID. Uh huh. One of one of them's facial recognition. Fuck you. For an age facial recognition feature. Uh huh. And then the third one was uh, oh, confirm it through another account. Oh. Our kids gonna be screwed here pretty soon. I, I'm dead serious. I'm I, I, I'm not joking with you. Think about this. Why would they be pushing for that type of biometrics at a level like that? That to me seems weird. When you get into biometric security, you're talking, you're, you're protecting something pretty substantial. It's not a small thing. It, it's something that's got some value to it. Okay. Biometric security is not a joke. Because literally, you really can't fuck that up. It's really hard. It's really hard to copy a person's eyeball without their eyeball. It's actually easier to cut it out of their head and use it as their own. Can, can we use biometric security in the elections? We did in Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean... I don't see why we shouldn't be able to... In our own elections, I think we should actually. I think so. I too. think we should as a constitutional state. Mm -hmm. Just to prove you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. If you're a landowner in this country, you shouldn't have a problem saying who you are. Hmm. Shouldn't be an issue at all. Well, um, it, it kind of At is. some levels. I mean, in other levels, no. Because I don't like that because then the government has a list. The government already has a list. Yep, yeah. mm, they don't. They have what they believe they if think. If you're a landowner, the government has a list because you have to pay your taxes. Unless you don't. No, you do. Trust me, you do. Just saying. It's Americans. I mean, I think I it's time. I, I'm in the tank I'm, on this I'm one. I'm fine with pay paying county taxes and state taxes, honestly. I'm fine with that. I know where that goes. We vote on where that goes. Well, I'm not sure. For the most part, right? I mean. I was about to say, the Mitsubishi plant that just all of a sudden developed in Bryan County. Yeah, they really? fuck around a lot. But um, The Koreans that just came here, you mm -hmm. mean to tell me, oh, that's normal? I know. I know. Oh, yeah? And the reason they're expanding our town and talking about voting on higher city taxes for the city that we live closest to? Good thing we don't live in the city. Is because, oh, well... No. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, be careful watching TV. You might get indicted. As Trump did. As Trump did. Back to Tipping Point. I'm your host, Kara McKinney. And welcome to the conspiracy as well. Since you're watching me on OAN, that must mean you are a fellow vanguard in a fascist plot to overthrow the 2020 election in Georgia. Well, that's what the DA over in Fulton County is alleging. It's literally an act of overt conspiracy, according to this pathetic indictment of President Trump, to be watching OAN or to tell others to do so when we were literally just live streaming the hearings that took place back in December of that election year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Silly me, I forgot. Showing both sides of the story is misinformation because it goes against the approved regime talking points. And, you know, as they say, speech is literal violence these days, especially the misinformation kind, with that word being loosely defined in favor of the left, of course. 
But also, remember all that jury tainting we saw yesterday with the early release of the indictment before a grand jury vote had even been held. And then Reuters and the rest were calling it fake. Well, as Sean Davis, the CEO and founder of the Federalist Quips, quote, Fulton County leaked the indictment before it was voted on, lied about it after they were caught, and then forgot to redact the names of the grand jurors trying to imprison Trump for tweeting. But I'm sure the 2020 election they ran was spotless, end quote. Joining us now to discuss is radio host Andrea Kay, the host of The Andrea Kay Show. Thanks for being here tonight, Andrea. Great to be with you. Okay, so this doesn't sound like an accident to me. First, the leak of the indictment and then the jurors' names being released. It sounds like what happened the other week in Portland during the Andy No trial where jurors were told by the self-proclaimed Antifa defense attorney that she'd remember their names and faces. And then Antifa was attacking journalists covering the event. I mean, I see parallels here with jury intimidation. What say you? Well, that's exactly what this is. It's jury intimidation. The fix was in. It should prove to everybody in this country, uh, whether you're a Democrat, a Trump supporter, or not a Trump supporter, an independent, that the function of our Department of Justice right now is meant to cover up the crimes of certain individuals that they, they um, prefer because they are part of the state's agenda going forward and to criminalize anybody who opposes them and everybody will be in the crosshairs if they don't participate in if they don't go along with and don't are not socialist soldiers for the state and that was the message to those grand jurors uh, yesterday although didn't we already see though didn't we see that one of the members of that grand jury doing the media rounds about six months ago so i'm not really sure that it really did much to intimidate them in georgia because we already knew the fix was in and that should chill every american that it should i mean i think it was the forewoman correct the one who went yes. out to msnbc and the rest and she was <laughs> salary she was so excited i'm sure she scared the rest of the jurors too thinking well if i don't do what she says they might be doxing me and then of course the court just ended up doing that anyways as we saw and again quote unquote by accident but what do you make of sean davis with his quip saying you know well even after this disastrous rollout i'm sure the 2020 election something far more massive in <laughs> scope and scale i'm sure they did that all just fine and dandy oh everything was absolutely perfect that's why they have to criminalize the live stream of what was going on in georgia right and literally they're indicting somebody for watching your network and all you did was just show a proceeding and when trump tweeted it out hey everybody give it a look wow he didn't even provide any commentary on it. Neither did One American News. So what are they so afraid of? This is, should re this is so frightening, though. We can laugh about it, Kara, but to think that we are indicting Americans in this country, a former president of the United States, and, and 19, 18 or 19 others, simply because they asked for a phone number in another state or decided to do what? The same thing that Stacey Abrams did? which was to contest the outcome of an election, that now that's criminalized, that it's criminalized to actually be an attorney. So this is meant to, this was meant yesterday, the leak and the indictment was meant not just to influence this grand jury, but to influence any other juries around the country. It was meant to influence any attorneys that might want to step up and contest an election going forward. This was meant to force into submission through fear and threats of the DOJ, anybody who might want to stand up against uh, the communist state.
And you bring up a great point that I want to stay on for just a moment because with the 19 others who are being charged now also as well with this, what 19, I think, co-conspirators, quote unquote, uh, John Eastman and some other lawyers, you know, by all everyone I've talked to who knows them personally, knows many of these others personally, they say these are great people. And what they're being indicted for here is giving legal advice. The legality saying pros and cons. Here's, you know, what you can and can't do. You know, here's what I would advise. These are some theories that we could try. I mean, with all four indictments, they're trying all sorts of new crazy legal theories that they've just trumped up. You know, before... You know, the reason I led the show off tonight with our own little plate here, it's small. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a stupid quibble. It, it's gay. But the fact that we're having this quibble over birds seems ridiculous. Seems stupid, right? Like, we're all more adult than that, right? Yet, then I listen to this. Are we? No. Are we more adult than that? Because you got to really ask that question after listening to that. You got to wonder, are we more adult than that? Because I, man, I, I got things to say. It's, it's not good. That is, oh, anyway, next, my bad. Um, Biden's house of cards is falling, maybe. Mag, Georgia State Senator Colton Moore calling for the impeachment of Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis after she indicted President Trump. Moore sent a letter to Governor Brian Kemp requesting a special session of Congress to review her decision, claiming that this is a crisis of state affairs. Former President Trump, meanwhile, is canceling his press conference on the Georgia election next week. Instead, he wrote this on Truth Social. His attorneys will present, quote, irrefutable and overwhelming evidence of election fraud and irregularities in formal legal filings. Joining me right now is Georgia Congressman Barry Loudermilk. He's a member of the House Financial Services and Administration Committees. Congressman, thanks very much for being here. What is your reaction uh, to uh, this state senator wanting to take down Fonnie Willis? Well, it's it's very interesting, Maria, that uh, that that is something that can be done through Georgia law. As uh, someone who served in the state house and the state senate, I'm familiar with that. It would require at this point a special session, which would be the decision of the governor. I think this is an uphill battle for him, but I think the impeachment, if if is successful, the danger isn't about necessarily what could be done to Trump. It's what could be done to future candidates, future elections, because this clearly will politicize uh, elections because what she's claiming is something that is done within state law, challenging an election, is now criminal if uh, it, it 
if you're not successful in the challenge. I mean, they're, they're saying if you don't like the outcome of an election, then uh, then this could be criminalized if you follow state law and you file appeals and you go through the process. And so I think that's where the real danger is, is what will be done in future elections if uh, if this goes through. And uh, unlike other uh, charges, these hold a minimum prison sentence of five years. So this is very significant. It's something I think the legislature does need to be looking at very closely. Well, let me ask you this, Congressman, because former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich shared a story on the Charlie Kirk show the other day, uh, and he said that he has a reliable source who told him that the White House called Fulton County DA Fannie Willis demanding that she make an indictment of President Trump on Monday as opposed to Tuesday. He said he has a reliable source that's told him the White House directed her to make the announcement of an indictment on Monday. What, what is the ramification if, in fact, the White House was working with Fannie Willis on this? Well, I think there'll be great ramifications there, especially with her case, because part of the, the the key evidence that she's bringing up is this phone call between Donald Trump and Brad Raffensperger, the Georgia Secretary of State, that they're claiming he put undue influence on an elected official uh, to do something that uh, they're claiming was illegal. But at the same time, if this is true, I think that's very damning because now you've got a sitting president calling a district attorney, putting political pressure on her to do something. And so I think that could really start unraveling this case for them. Um, Fox News polls reveals 80 percent of voters believe that the economy is in fair or poor condition. Only 20 percent would describe the economy as excellent or good. More than half say that President Biden has made the economy worse since taking office, Congressman. Uh, let's talk issues for a moment, because this upcoming election uh, is so, I mean, the issues coming out of all of these investigations are just incredible, and it has take the, taken the focus away from the actual issues. Nobody wants to see this kind of corruption, uh, if true, in the White House, that's for sure. So that's taking a, a bigger import, importance uh, as, as opposed to the issues like economy, inflation. What are your thoughts on the policies coming out of this administration? Well, the policies have been devastating. I mean, I, I did some traveling over the weekend, and uh, just looking at the prices of fuel is unbelievable, and they're going up. And if you look at what the president has done, and it's clear, he is the one that's caused these high fuel prices. He took historic actions in his first week in office with uh, a historic number of executive orders, a lot of them targeting the petroleum industry in the U.S., and we saw prices skyrocket. When fuel prices go up, it affects the price of everything, everything. You take a loaf of bread from harvesting the wheat to planting it uh, to, to hauling the wheat to the processor, the baking, everything. Uh, involves fuel. And when you raise the price of fuel, it raises the price of everything. And, and Americans are paying up to $700 more uh, for goods that they were just uh, buying back during the Trump, the, excuse me, the yeah. Trump administration. So it's this is this is a real impact on, not only on Americans, uh, but also on our national defense, because even defense becomes more expensive. Yeah, you know, I was talking with Marjorie Taylor Greene the other day when she joined me on Sunday Morning Futures, and she made a great point. 
she said that because she used to have a construction company before she entered Congress, and she said that back in 2020, uh, the the refrigerant coolant that you put in your refrigerator, uh, I'm sorry, you put in your air conditioning, it's refrigerant coolant, and that 20 pounds of that coolant back in 2020 uh, was $45. Today, that same 20 pounds of that coolant for your, for your air conditioner is $270. So, you know, just to keep your home cool during these incredibly hot days of August is uh, costing Americans heavily because of the price of oil and gas and because of the climate change agenda. And the climate change agenda is something that people overlook a lot. When you look at uh, government regulations, I remember back when I first ran for office in 2014, um, I was meeting with home builders, and they were telling me then that the about 60% of the cost of a new home is due to government regulation. And when you get an agenda like this very radical and aggressive climate agenda, uh, it's going to affect the price of everything. Look at what the president is doing now. He wants to shut down your gas stoves. It was just a few years ago they were promoting getting off electric, going to gas. It's safer, it's cheaper, it's better for the environment. Yeah. Now that has changed. Gas is terrible. And so it's going to get to the point where they won't even want you to let you have a campfire at a state park anymore. Well, top White House lawyer Stuart Delery, meanwhile, is leaving the Biden administration next month. Biden released a statement calling Delery a trusted advisor. No replacement has been named yet, but this all comes out uh, in, in the middle of uh, dribs and drabs of new information from the House Oversight Committee about the Biden family, about Joe Biden using pseudonyms uh, and, and different alias names. Uh, and a new report is claiming that President Biden is, quote, very obsessed with all the negative coverage of Hunter, so much so that advisors and aides won't even mention it in front of the president, Congressman. Yeah, I've said for a long time that you're going to see the beginning of the end of the Biden administration when you start seeing uh, the, the House of cards fall one card at a time and people separating themselves. Look, this uh, this attorney has been a trusted Democrat attorney for uh, multiple administrations. Uh, and you see what's happening right now. We're getting closer to the truth. I think there's just too much heat in the kitchen, and, and he needs to protect his own reputation. And this is just my, my opinion of what's going on. I think you may see more and more people start to leave the Bidens as we get closer and closer to taking some real action. And I think it's clear we're heading— So, look, folks, Barry Loudermilk, first of all, he is somebody that we openly campaigned against. Um, because he was going after, uh, he was going against a good friend of ours who was a colonel down here who should have won that race, probably did. However, due to the same shit that happened to Candace Taylor, mm -hmm. got fucked over. Yep. However, past all of that, what he's saying is not next necessarily wrong, but what he is not saying, which I grow very weary of with the Republican Party. When are we going to figure it out? The election was stolen. It literally, do you think, okay, for one second, let me, let's, let's do a role reversal. Okay. I want you all to clear your minds, close your eyes, clear your minds. Okay. Do it. Once you close your eyes, clear your mind. You are no longer v -Lin, Okay. You are no longer whoever you are on the other end of this. Okay. 
You are now Donald Trump. You have a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Basically sitting in an account that nobody else can touch but you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not only that, you own everything. 13, 18 companies that are worth billions of dollars yep. each. Okay. So separating all of that, right? Would you, in your right mind, go toe-to-toe against the American government for no other reason than you're doing it wrong? Literally. Okay. Think about this. What is he doing? You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can do it better. Yeah. Because understand, we... We grew up in Donald Trump country, right? Some of you have heard this before. Yeah. But... Oh wait, hold on. You turned yourself way down. Oh wow, Say I hit that. that. All right, we Say grew up. We grew up in Donald Trump country. There we go. Right. We okay. are. We've been down here long enough that we're no longer damn Yankees, but we grew up as Yankees up in New York, and uh, I mean, you know, we weren't in the same social circles as Trump, but actually, my my family was kind of on the outskirts of it we were at especially because i was an equestrian and at the level that i was at i hung out with a lot of super rich kids and they hung out with a lot of super rich kids and you know sometimes our paths crossed um so like i i hung out with tiffany and ivanka at the freaking prince of saudi arabia's apartment in new york one of the 116 of them um, the one that lives in New York, you know, what I'm talking about anyway, you know, so he's not alive. anymore. No, he's not. We may, ha- I know we may have, uh, well, he did a lot of Coke. That does not surprise me. He did a lot of Coke. He did more blow than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen people do a lot of blow. I'm sure it is, but I'm pretty sure that Holy blow is not, is not what killed him. I'm sure it wasn't. No. But um No, it might have been a high projectile at a high rate he of had speed. A, he had a grand time while he was here. I'll tell you that. I'm sure he did. Anyway, um point being, we we may have a little bit more insight into the machinations of the Donald Trump mind than other people. Just having grown up with the urban legend of Donald Trump. Right. We actually know the guy. Actually, we we know the younger brother of the guy who pulled over to help this limo that had a flat tire. And uh, and the guy, the, the limo driver offered him money and he was like, no, nah, I'm good. And he was like, the limo driver said, do you have a card? Can I get your name, contact information, something? OK. Guy's like, yeah, actually, I do. He gave him a card. And the next week he got a notice from his bank that his mortgage had been paid off. Because he stopped and helped change Donald Trump's tire. Okay. That's not an urban legend. That's a real story that actually happened. There's a lot of that. There's There's, so much of that. Different indications where Donald Trump's done this. I'm I'm not saying that he's a saint. Yeah. But I'm not. I will say, with the amount of, you know what? You piss him off to a certain point, and he will do whatever it takes to fix it, to make it right, to get his back. How do I know this? I can't confirm it a thousand percent, but I've got a pretty damn good inkling because when I was an equestrian growing up, I actually um, 
competed against Bloomberg's daughter. And we were competing. We were down in New York, down in the city, Madison Square Garden. And I beat her at the uh, Hunter Jumper Westchester County Regionals, right? I beat Amy Bloomberg. Beat the fucking pants off of her. And she loves telling this story. And I was it's in, like, it sounds like Uncle nobody. Ricky. It sounds like Uncle Dude. Ricky from Napoleon Dynamite. Okay, like back in the day when I was a fucking stud, I was sitting Shut there. Up. I was like backing up. I going, was, oh, I was, I was a nobody. <laughs> I, I didn't like, they didn't, they didn't know my name. Right. I, I didn't even own my own horse. I leased my horse. Um, I mean, he was a good horse, but like, you know, I mean, I could ride anything because I always had to ride the shit horses that everybody else you know, broke their mouths or whatever, you know, fucked them up because these kids didn't know how to ride. Um, so uh, anyway, I beat the pants off of Amy Bloomberg. And when I went to college two years later, my first year of college was paid for. And it wasn't paid for by my mother. Because she, fuck, my 18th birthday, and I was already at college on my 18th birthday. But for my 18th birthday, my parents called me and said, hey, we got you a U-Haul for your birthday. Get the rest of your shit out of our house. Thanks, Mom. And then they put in a hot tub the day after I left. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they, they actually did. did. They put in a hot tub the day after I left. How do I know uh, my brother was there? <laughs> stalling it. <laughs> Such a dick. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I asked my mom, I'm like, who, like, seriously, who paid my first year? Who paid my college tuition? Like, that's not, what the fuck? And uh, she was like, well, I could be another Donald Trump urban legend. I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, he was ecstatic that you beat Amy Bloomberg. He was over the moon. Like he called me up a week later and was like, I heard it was your daughter that beat the pants off Amy Bloomberg. And my mom was like, yeah. Um, how'd you find that out? I, I find these things out because my mom and I had different last names at the time. So anyway, uh, so yeah. Do I think that Donald Trump would, um, he, he is, he is one that understands that revenge is a dish that tastes best. Served cold. Cold. Yeah. And why is he canceling his press conference on Monday? Well, because. A lot of people are speculating. Hold on. A lot of people are speculating. Uh-huh. And this is pure speculation on my part. It, and it's complete speculation on their part too, that he's been squashed. He can't say anything. There's a lot of speculation going on about that right now. Do not, do not for one second. If he goes on, look, my problem with the whole thing Lindsay, about. I've told that story before. With him squashing the whole fucking thing on. The press conference. Yeah. Yeah. His election he, report. He did it on Truth Social. Uh-huh. Realize that for one second. Take one breath and think about that for one second. He did that on true social. Yeah. If that's not more a fuck you than anything else I've ever seen in my whole entire life. That's yeah. a fuck you. That's Donald Trump saying, watch this. I'll do whatever I want on my social media account. You know why I, th I think now I know why he kept true social going. I think that he canceled this press conference because his lawyers advised him that any evidence that he releases outside of an official legal brief will be considered tainted and will not be admissible. They're going to try and say that he's using it to taint the jury pool. 
the problem is, is that we've already seen it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We've seen it, but no, the no. mainstream media yeah, very, really didn't play it. Right Side Media is going to start broadcasting it. And let me tell you something. As long as we keep broadcasting it, the more and more... Think about all your new listeners, Liana. You were talking about it this morning. Yeah. You were sitting there going, holy shit, look at all these new listeners I got. I got to say hi to all these people. We're saying the same thing. First of all, welcome. Now you know we're not retarded. This shit's been going on for a hot minute, though. It's about time y'all catch up, and trust me, all you got to do is go back to our past podcast, and you can listen to it all. You don't have to sit there and go and dig the shit up. We've already done it for you. That's the beauty of this. We've saved it all. Oh, we just replayed some of it the other day. I, I know I've told that story before. I know you have. About my, college, my first year of college tuition. I, I know you did. Yes. I know I've told that story. It might have been early on, but I know I've told that story before. Anyway. Riding horses against Amy Bloomberg. I remember yeah. that shit. Yeah. I remember because I still. They wrote it on the paper at our school, at our, in our fucking town. I have to lug the trophy around, fuckers. <laughs> yes, I have a giant. It's in my house. I have a giant. It's like, it's, it's it's tarnished at this point and it's loose. Like I got to tighten the screw on the bottom. I mean that, that thing's fucking almost 30 years old, but you're damn skippy. I carted around. I got a cart around that motherfucker. Absolutely. He, she beat the shit out of Bloomberg's daughter. Anyway, well, I can't prove that it was Donald Trump that paid for my first year in college. That is just supposition. But given his reaction to my win and, and her mother's reaction and my mother's reaction and the history of things he'd done before, that is that that's just an it could be. A, Let's say, just put it that a way. Full assumption that I made. Let's it just could put be. it like that. So just put it as it could, be. you know, and we yeah. can't prove it, but it exactly. could be. So there's a good possibility. Mom won't tell us. No. Mom's kept her mouth. Mm -hmm. She won't even tell me. No. She's really, she's, she's she won't tell me, you know, that's fucking. She kept the secret of my great grandma for a long, long, long time. So yeah. Okay. Anyway. Mm. Next. Until I got her drunk in Jamaica and brought it to her after I'd already found out about it. But anyway. After I'd already told you. Exactly. Uh, I can't. Okay. So. Uh, we're going to close out with this. Just a little something I dug up from the archives. Cause I, uh, you you remember Mick's theory about what's going to happen with Obama, Michelle, big Mike, give me big a big Mike, mic. big, give me a big Mike. So I found this video and the resemblance is uncanny. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. One, two. That's it. That's it. That's it. With your arms now. That's it. That's it. Move. That's no CGI. That's not CGI. That comes from a VHS tape from like 1988. Oh, yeah. That's been floating around for years. That's wow. re that shit's real. Wow. That's <laughs> well, scary. Yeah. 
that's scary. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, wow. that that could be our future president right there. Just saying. Big Mike. <sighs> if you put Trump in jail, that's what you're gonna end up with. So. Big Mike. <sighs> uh, time to come together as a country and please, kind of figure please, this thing out. Please unite. Please seriously, if you have an issue with one of your neighbors. Go knock on their door and talk to them. Don't call the fucking government on them. You know, even if someone had come and said, hey, I'm sorry. I, I get it. You were trying to do a good thing. Because everyone that comes by and, you know, people come by deliberately to, like, to check out the chickens and their look at the ducks. come by. All the time. All the time. And, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, you got all these new birds. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I went down to get a couple more laying hens and a rooster and they were, were going to, you know, they, they were going to have to call the rest of them. And I was like, Oh my God, absolutely not put them in my truck. If one of my neighbors had come home, had come by and said, uh, you know, I guess you're trying to do a good thing, but honestly, like six, six o'clock every morning, I just can't handle the roosters. I would have understood. I would, you know what? Yeah, I get it. And we would have made taken steps to work with them. To do something. But no, you got to call the fucking government on us. So now. Not now. Oh, now Not those now. now those bridges are burned. Yep. Now those, those bridges birds are, are going to call every morning. I'm mm -hmm. going to make sure I'm going to go out there and just enjoy it with a cup of coffee. Yeah. With a great big fuck you on the front of it. You got it. With so, their names. So either way. We'll anyway. be back. Uh, she'll be back tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Freedom Gardens. Yep. Yep. What are you talking about tomorrow? Uh, well, I did quite a bit of work around the farm this week with the chickens. And of course, we have an injured bird because, um, so we've been talking about that. Nursing an injured Nursing bird. Nursing an injured chicken and, um, doing quite, doing well. His, his eyes like crusted shut right but now. But it's still there. But it's basically healing and I can see the eyeball moving underneath. So I figured tomorrow I'll try and I'll use a warm cloth and try and get some of the, the get it uncrusted. That'd um, be probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll do some video with that. But um, yeah, seeing how everything's growing. I built a bunch of trellises for the watermelons and. We started building a new coop. Yep, we started building a new coop, and I built a box for my corn, although I haven't quite finished filling it yet and planting the corn, but I'll do that next week. But, um, Did you get video of us building the coop? I got a couple pictures of you. Okay. So, anyway. No, I just wondering if you so, yeah. saw the discussion, mm -hmm. caught the discussion of how uh -uh. we're going to do it. No, okay. no. Um, but, actually, what, I really want, what I'm really going to do tomorrow, because a lot of people have been asking me again about electroculture, so I am going to do a recap on electroculture um well for some of you it'll you know you'll have already heard it it'll be a little bit of rehash on things we've gone over before um but you know how to make an electroculture steak what it does the the, the, the theory behind, behind it, it. Yeah. and um and you know so that'll be probably the primary focus of tomorrow so okay. yep all right so then we'll be back sunday mm -hmm. at 2 p.m 145 for the pre-show for true spiracy uh, what are we talking about true spiracy this week? Oh, I think we might have to. Well, you know what? Let's let's leave it up to them real quick. Uh, we have we have an option. How about we do a call in true spiracy? You want to you want to do an open phones true spiracy? Yeah, that would be probably pretty fucking cool. Do you, do you think the uh, 
You think the system can handle it, though? Because I was thinking one of two things, either. That's a good point. Um, we uh, go back to the Bible. You know, I'm always happy to go back to the Bible. I know that. Uh-huh. It's the greatest conspiracy out there. Oh, gee. Um, or Tucker has done two interviews in the past week with that we have not political candidates. Uh, that would be RFK, who, you know, Mick has some issue with, and meh, I'm, I'm on the fence. And... Um, and then Vivek Ramaswamy, which I have major issue with, and I'm very excited to, to share that. So uh, what do you guys think? Sunday, God or politics? God or politics? Oh, please not, Bobby. <laughs> I should say the Bible or Tucker. <laughs> I think everybody's going to lean Biblically on Bible this one. I'm just saying. Or Tucker. I'm throwing it out for everybody, but I think everybody's going to say, I agree with Mick on this one. Going biblically. 2, 2 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. So. Uh, Your call. God. Anyone else? See? All right. Everybody won't say I'm going with Mick because they won't. They don't want to believe that, but God. they all agree with me. God. See? 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 We've already had three, so we're God. done. Boom. Bible Palooza. Done. Excellent. Sweet. Peace. Um, All right. So then then Sunday. Then then I think we'll do the Book of Jubilee. All right. So Sunday, we'll be back. Uh, You can check us out 145 for the pre-show for Liana's Lounge. Mm -hmm. And you can check us out at 2 p.m. Till then, fuckers, have a great weekend. For the Mick. And V-Lynn. We'll see you then. Peace. Thanks for watching, y'all.
cigar in my mouth. Fuck around and come find out how we do it in the South. Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirt South with a truck seat eye and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my freedom. Fuck a welfare, now I don't need them. Shotgun raised from the woods to the plate. Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late. To come around here, son, running your mouth. You can fuck around and find 